93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday, March 11th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. An Ethiopian Airlines plane crashed after takeoff Sunday, killing 157 people on board. Eight Americans were among those killed. The four-month-old Boeing 737-8 MAX plane crashed six minutes into its flight to Kenya, plowing into the ground at 8.44 a.m. local time, 31 miles south of the capital uh, where the plane had taken off. The cause of the crash was not immediately known. The pilot sent out a distress call and was given clearance to return, according to the airline's CEO. The new MAX 8 configuration, a single-aisle plane with room for up to 210 passengers, was certified for flight by the United States and European regulators two years ago. It has two major crashes on its record. In October, the same model plane operated by Lion Air plunged into the Java Sea, taking off uh, just minutes after taking off from Jakarta, Indonesia. The plane operated by Ethiopian Airlines had routine maintenance on February 4th and had flown 1,200 hours. The pilot had nine years of seniority with the airline. Overall, the airline's safety record had been on par with other major world airlines. At least 35 nationalities were among the dead, including 18 American, I'm sorry, eight Americans, uh, 32 Kenyans, 18 Canadians, and there were also 19 humanitarian aid workers on the flight as well. It's wild. So it's four months old, this, this, uh, this aircraft that crashed. And I think the average median age of most commercial jets right now is about 18 years. Sure. Yeah, yeah, so um, it's it's wild. It might be a design issue with this yeah. one. It sounds like it's a fairly new aircraft. It's only been around for a couple of years. Right, Two right. Two crashes in that amount of time, that's not a good track record. The plane was carrying 149 passengers and eight crew members. A massive fire has ripped through a North Philadelphia building Monday morning. It broke out at 2 a.m. in the 800 block of West Sedgley Avenue. Heavy fire was shown from the building when uh, crews arrived. The fire chief says they believe it started in the rear in a pile of tires and rubbish and then extended into the building. The building is home to a nationwide insurance business. Uh, traffic was being detoured in the area. The blaze uh, is in close proximity to SEPTA track. So SEPTA is on the scene. However, they're not reporting any delays as of yet and no injuries have been reported at this time. Police in Philadelphia are also investigating uh, reports of a naked gunman firing shots in the Winfield Heights section of the city. It happened at 9.30 last night uh, n- near Belmont Ave and Belmont Mansion Drive. Police say they found a few shell casings at the scene as well as the suspected shooter's clothing, ID and cell phone. Officers are looking for the uh, suspected shooter. A stretch of Belmont Ave was shut down to traffic as police conducted their investigation and they're asking anybody with information to please contact them. A Massachusetts doctor who pleaded with CVS to change its on-hold jingle is getting his wish. Yeah. The Boston (laughs) Globe reports a spokeswoman for the pharmacy chain said Friday the company is in the process of updating its voice response phone system, including the on-hold music that Dr. Stephen uh, Schlosman so hated. The child uh, psychiatrist at Massachusetts General Hospital penned a tongue-in-cheek letter last year saying that the music haunted him day and night. The letter sparked a nationwide debate with some people praising the music and others sharing the hatred of the music. Uh, The doctor says he thinks it's great that CVS is making the change. A CVS spokeswoman did not clarify whether the company is replacing the tune or improving the sound quality. We feel this guy's pain because every evening, at least Monday through Thursday, so Sunday through Thursday, we have a conference call. And when you log on, when you call in to do it, there's this song that when plays you're the first one all the on. time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just once a day. If this guy's doing it constantly throughout the day, right. I could see where it'd wear him down. I have, um, because I, in fear of missing the conference call that yeah. we do, like if I'm driving the kids to like practice at, I don't know, 553, 
I'll dial in then and just listen to oh, seven minutes. So you know all the words. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can I, you I, sing I, it? Well, not, no, because in my mind, I'm thinking of that stupid Bradley Cooper song, <laughs> Shallow. <laughs> Tell me something, girl. No, that's no, not that's it. Not it. That's, no, that's not, not it at all. <laughs> Why are you thinking of that song? Because uh, I was literally just listening <laughs> oh. to it. I, I'm going to learn how to play it on the guitar. <laughs> I think you guys should do a Gaga and Cooper duo yes. together. Uh, so uh, only mo- resting our foreheads. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the CVS spokeswoman says that the new system should be completed later this year. In sports this morning. <laughs> Joel Embiid had 33 points and 12 rebounds in his first game in nearly a month, leading the Sixers to a 106-89 yeah. win over the Indiana Pacers yesterday afternoon in South Philly. Embiid returned to the lineup after being sidelined by a left sore knee, and the Sixers went 4-4 four and four without the All-Star Center as they continued to battle for position in the Eastern Conference. With the win, the Sixers move into third place in the East. They are at home again tomorrow night in the game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. The NHL's Department of Player Safety announced that it has suspended Flyers forward Jake Voracek for two games as a result of his interference penalty against Islanders defenseman Johnny Boychuk on Saturday in Long Island. The incident occurred in the third period with Voracek receiving a five-minute major penalty for interference. The Flyers, who are five points back of the wildcard spot, are at home against the Ottawa Senators tonight, and the puck drops at 7 o'clock. And at spring training, the Phillies anticipate that Bryce Harper will play three games in the next five days. The plan is for Harper to play right field this afternoon in Clearwater against the Rays on Wednesday in Tampa against the Yankees and on Friday in Clearwater against the Blue Jays the same day that we'll be broadcasting from Spectrum Field. Nice. As for the injured Phillies, Cesar Hernandez and Odubel Herrera fielded ground balls yesterday morning. Manager Gabe Kapler was encouraged by the progress he saw and said that both players could see action in games within the next five to ten days. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Good morning and welcome. It's going to take a tad bit longer for us to get that sun up over the horizon as we have a little time shift today, but that means a little light later in the day. Couldn't really tell much yesterday. I don't know about where you guys were, yeah, but it was as soupy as I've ever really? seen it. No, not so bad. It was it was oh. overcast, but um, no, no, no. I'm talking about fog. Okay, yeah, not, uh, yeah, oh, not that, bad. So yeah. I got an alert later in the evening um, about the the fog that had come through. So I didn't see it. I know I, until like I got the alert maybe like about eight o'clock at night. Yeah, we went out. Uh, it, it started happening. I don't know, maybe like five o'clock in the afternoon, and uh, the fog came in and settled. And we went out last. Last night on a little ice cream run, I don't know, it was around like 7.45 or something like that. I mean, it could be the foggiest really? ever Yeah, we didn't have wow. that. It was nuts, man. Yeah. That is so wild, though. If you stop and think of it, just basically miles away from you, and yet you yeah. had an entirely different experience. It was experience. like 30 yards of visibility. Yeah. That's oh, my it. God. Outside wow. of that, you couldn't see anything. Yeah, so. I don't get, like, I get alerts like that through uh. the traffic system and, and the weather system, um, and I don't often get fog, so I was like, it must be bad that yeah. I'm getting a fog alert at yeah. 8 o'clock at night. It's really strange, so nothing by you guys. No, nothing. but I, I, I did feel... The humidity, I thought. Um, yeah, the temperature yeah. the temperature went up, and I think that's why it came in. And mm-hmm. then we get this glorious day that we're going to have today. Yeah, oh, my awesome. God. Yes, yeah. very much looking forward to it. Uh, so welcome back from the weekend. We have a couple of things bringing up to speed on. We have new Word of the Week prize, four tickets to the Red Ball, Philadelphia's premier party benefiting the American Red Cross. And, in fact, we're going to talk about the details of that later on. 
uh, representative from the Red Cross, Guy Triano, is going to be here. Uh, and it, it's a really cool thing, and, and it would be great for you to get set up with this because there's all kinds of food and drink and everything. So we'll do that for the Word of the Week prize this week, and we'll talk to Guy a little bit later, too. We also have a concert announcement. I think we're going to get to that around Bizarre File time. And... Uh, few other things to get to yes. uh, this morning. So, yes, yes. Yes. Let's take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. <laughs> and I got loads of entertainment stories from the weekend. It usually yields a lot of stuff. So we'll do a stupid question and get to that in a moment or two. So stay with us. We'll be right back. This 93.3 WMMR audio on demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville has everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional info. French Creek Outfitters. Why take a chance with anybody else? Taking time for yourself isn't selfish, it's self-care. Schedule a massage or facial at your local Hand & Stone Massage and Facial Spa with a relaxing massage or refreshing facial for just $59.95 for first-time guests. Visit one of their 50 area locations or handandstone.com. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, stupid question, we're going to give away today a pair of tickets for the Atlantic City Beer Festival and Music Festival, I should say. Uh, this is Beer Week, March 25th through the 31st, and one grand prize winner will also receive an overnight stay for Friday, March 29th at Bally. So the question that I have for you this morning is since we're in Lent, I thought an Easter question would be good. But name here's what I want you to do. Name the country to which Easter Island belongs. The country to which Easter Island belongs. Yeah, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. Name the country to which Easter Island belongs. Did you see they did some additional excavation on Easter Island? Mm -mm. And some of the statues go down below the ground level? Go down below the the ground level. The heads? Well, I know that, yeah, Yeah, they're like full-body torso and everything. Some of them are full-body torsos, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. It's pretty cool. So today is Monday, March 11th, and we have some birthdays, a bunch of them to run by you. We'll start with twins, uh, Joel and Benji Madden. Ah. And it's a big one for them today. They are both... 40 years old. You remember we had them in? They were kids. They were like fresh out of high yeah. school. Yeah. And uh, they came by our studio in the uh, the very beginning days of their career. They were nice guys. Super nice. And uh, while they're, you know, they've, they've still managed to keep their musical career kind of going, they've uh, made bigger in ways by marrying celebrities. Yeah. Cameron Diaz and uh, what? Nicole Ridgey. Nicole right? Ridgey. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So... They remain relevant in that way. I mean, that's talk about scores, eh? Yeah. But uh, you know, they also do. They do a lot of producing and songwriting for other acts. Oh, really? And you just mentioned in one of the uh, music news uh, segments that you had that they're on. Is it the band's Warp reunion tour, or is it? Oh, I another I don't remember of, seeing their name on that. The Charlotte's on one of the tours. One of these Maybe sort of nineties tours. You're, yeah, you it was there was a Warp tour uh, kind of. A, Reunion? Festival coming yeah, yeah, yeah. up, and uh, and maybe I did mention these guys. Quite possible, yeah. Forty years old today, so wow, that makes you feel <laughs> son of a bitch. Yeah, uh, it's Terrence Howard's birthday today, local fella, and a big one for him. The big five. Oh, such a big fan because he and I like to hang out at the Panera in Plymouth meeting. Yeah, and uh, 
No, he's he lives in the area or has lived in the area for a number of years. Yeah, I don't know if he lives there anymore. <laughs> probably not. Well, you know what? He also he probably is... lives in Chicago now because that's where Empire shot. Exactly. Uh, Terrence Howard, of course, a lot of great stuff. Uh, Fifty years old. Thora Birch. We talked about her not that long ago. I really uh, like her. She was uh, great in American Beauty. She was in Patriot Games as a kid, you know, Ghost World. But uh, not sure what else she really She took does. a break for a few years. I'm, I'm just reading now. And then uh, started doing some independent stuff two or three years ago. So she stopped acting for at least five or six years. Was that to focus on school for part of that or something? I think so, yeah. Okay. And uh, and I think also just sometimes people get burned out. I mean, she was in yeah. the Patriot Games and... She was in the Horse Whisperer, too, wasn't she? I, was I, I think you're girl? right, Steve. Yeah, but yeah, she did um, uh, Patriot Games and the other one with um, with Jack Ryan, uh, Harrison Ford is Jack Ryan. Uh, Clear, Clear and Present, present Danger. Danger. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Uh, so, and now she's um, back into acting with independent stuff. Cool. 37 today. Uh, Johnny Knoxville has his birthday. Uh, Johnny is... 48 years old today. So last time we talked to him, he was, he's sort of saying, you know, there's only so much more he can beat himself up because oh, yeah. he had his eye pop out oh, during the uh, filming of that amusement park movie. Action Park. Action Park. Yep. And he got his ass kicked. Uh, I forget what the name of the movie was, but it was basically set on action. Yeah, it was a riff on Action Riff on park. Action Park. Somebody sent me a picture that he sent out on social media last week or two weeks ago. He was going to get his driver's license picture done. And he had done his oh, hair really? especially for it. Yes. Yeah. Sounds I, familiar. It sounds very, very familiar. Yeah. Uh, Action Point was the Action name Point. Of the that's it. Yeah. So he's 48 today. Uh, Mark Metcalf, also known as Niedermeyer oh. from Animal House, uh, is turning 73 years old today. That guy is great. I thought he was dead. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. Which, Maybe by the, the career. Way, which, by the way, Casey, when you sent us all a text on Friday <laughs> that Carol O'Connor had passed away, yes. did you really think that he had just died? No, no. In it fact, it was a joke. It was a, totally a joke. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, he had been sure. dead for eighteen years. I had like I had to think about it. I was like, what? it was a great follow up line that you had, you know, because I think Steve had texted back, yeah, he died in two thousand one. <laughs> And you wrote, yeah, but that guy's an American treasure, man. <laughs> Never forget. Something along those lines. I couldn't tell that it was a joke. <laughs> I thought I thought you... Because, listen, Facebook all the time. You can't tell. People get duped. Yes. And they're like, oh, my God, Rue McClanahan Oh, just my God, died. they shot Lincoln. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, anyhow... Mark- that pin! Yeah, there he is. <laughs> Mark Metcalf uh, is 73. I love the stories of Animal House Preston when they were filming and John Landis uh, specifically kept the different groups that were supposed to be warring apart mm-hmm. as to make them really sort of just like each other. And they, and they and kind of did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me ask you, Steve, uh, for, for comedic purposes, because I had, yeah. I had wrestled with the Carol O'Connor one for a while. Um, so, wording-wise, because there was a reason why I didn't say he just died. I said, I was going to write Carol O'Connor's dead. Yeah. Right? Cause then, but I just said he died. Which what, wording wise, which would have uh, been a better text? It, it's to harder guys. to pull it off in black, the black and white of writing, yeah. like for, for Preston's thing. But but both were fine. You, you got, I think they both worked. Yeah, okay. your, your way certainly worked. Yeah, <laughs> right. I just because I wrestle with that. I'm like because it, it really is. And when you're talking about comedy, like it's words, words and nuance yeah. and shades mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, you can make a, a render a great joke inert or make an inert joke uh, come alive. Yep. Could you you, you want to? 
No, no. Open this up to phone calls and we get could. a little discussion rolling here. Do you want like to? That? No, right. actually, I don't. I'd See, like what to tell you just did was ironic to you what you were doing. So that is that's a that's a funny joke. It's uh, Sam Donaldson's birthday today. Yes, Steve. I hear that uh, it's a holiday on, on the home planet of Vulcan. Absolutely, uh, where he hails from. Yeah, that's yeah. right. He's eighty five. Spock's years old today. cousin. No he, one ever mentioned it. The uh, the eyes. They just look. Like he came from the planet Vulcan. His eyebrows. Now, I, I'm not anyone really to speak on the matter of eyebrows, but his right. eyebrows do did do. Um, and I don't know if he still has. Them. <laughs> they have. They're Vulcan. They're yeah. completely Vulcan eyebrows. Is yeah. Sam when the he Eagle, was younger? Is Sam the Eagle um, uh, molded after him from yeah, the Muppets? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. It's. I, I never thought about that. All right. Uh, so he's 85 today. Rupert Murdoch, uh, chairman of News Corp. Yeah. Quite a wealthy gentleman, owner of uh, Fox Network, Fox News, many film, TV, and newspaper properties. And now I think his sons are basically running all that. He is 88 today. Uh, Steve, it's Joey Buttafuoco's birthday. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yep. The incredible yeah. Joey Buttafuoco. <laughs> the incomparable. So over the weekend, I was attempting Kathy to purchase... My, I think it's your favorite as well of the Joy Buttafuoco made for TV movies, the one with Alyssa, Alyssa Milano, Milano right, uh, of Victims course. of Love. I think it's called Victims of and, Love, and uh, you oh can't find God. it anywhere. Really? Casualties of Love. Okay, so I'm looking all over the place. There's a DVD copy like on eBay, and I, I don't know if it's going to be scratched up. I don't want to throw caution to the wind and not be able to see it perfectly. Uh, that one, if you even there are clips of it on YouTube, if you get a chance to watch it, it's <laughs> astonishing. So good. Wait, so where is he? Whatever happened to him? Oh don't know what he's doing now. He was tell you. the quintessential Long Islander of that area when uh because you I was there at, the, at that time. I lived just miles from Bahaba, which is where the motel was where they were he would bang Amy Fisher. But uh, just a... Any idea what he's up to now? Just a slimy guy. I'm sure it's something slimy. He's probably yeah. wearing Z Cavaricis and... Uh, How old is he? 63. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then the last birthday I saw is uh, director and producer Peter Berg. And he's done a lot of good stuff. Uh, Hancock, Battleship, Friday Night Lights, Patriot's Day. Great movie, by the way. Uh, so he turns 55 years old. Uh, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. And it is... Name the country to which Easter Island belongs. Two one five two six three WMMR number. I'm going to go to Derek and him try it out. Hey Derek, how you doing? Good guys, how you doing? Great, Derek. Do me a favor. Tell me what country uh, owns Easter Island? Uh, Chile. Chile. Hey! Correct. And one they moment. brag about it all the time. Derek, we are going to set you up before. Nope. Actually, we're going to give you a pair of tickets to the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival. It's hosting its first ever Atlantic City Beer Week, March 25th through the 31st. One grand prize winner will also receive an overnight stay for Friday, March 29th at Bally's. Visit acbeerfest.com for more information. Is there anything else on Easter Island? I, you know, I, I, all the knowledge I have of Easter Island is of the statues. Is there, nah, is there like pre- a Great Wolf Lodge or nope. anything? It's pretty barren. <laughs> uh, they, I think they knocked down all the trees in order to move a lot of those uh, heads. Uh, so it's like it's a, the only reason to visit is because of the heads. Do you know what I where the name or the origin of the name uh, Easter Island? Is I from? do not. I found out this morning. It's because uh, the a, a Dutch sailor who landed there on Easter Monday. <laughs> uh, so so he, he arrived. It says on you know the day after Easter. So they named it Easter Island. Wow! <laughs> sure, the natives <laughs> love that. I'm going to name it um, <laughs> Steering Wheel. Yeah, because that's what we got on the boat. That's right. All right, so uh, the biggest opener of the year by far at the box office happened over the weekend. 
And it is the seventh biggest opener in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and that was Captain Marvel. No big mystery that that was going to be number one. There's not a whole lot out right now. $153 million. Great take, yeah. Yep. Uh, followed by How to Train Your Dragon in the Hidden World, Tyler Perry's at Medea Family Funeral, uh, Lego Movie 2, Attila, Battle Angel, uh, Lita, sorry about that. Uh, then you had Green Book, Isn't It Romantic?, Fighting with my family was eight. Then Greta and Apollo Eleven at ten. What is Apollo? 11? Apollo Eleven is the documentary, the documentary with all this new footage pressed and oh, looks yeah. phenomenal. I got to yeah. go see that for um, sure. So you, you you talk about the power of um, the Marvel machine. The fact that they had Brie Larson out Preston doing theater visits. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah I mean it's it, they have their main star going out to theaters, working in the concession stand. It was right in Jersey, and showing up for a screening of a film. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Only Marvel yeah. has that kind of pull. North Jersey is where that took place. Yeah, it's very, very cool. So we're going to start with uh, Jesse Smollett. Uh, he is maintaining his innocence following his indictment by a grand jury on Friday. His lawyer, Mark Gagaros, uh, Garagos, sorry, told people that the, quote, redundant and vindictive indictment is nothing more than a desperate attempt to make headlines and furthermore accused law enforcement of robbing Smollett of his presumed innocence. He said the fact... Of an indictment was not unexpected. We knew that this uh, there is no way uh, that uh, they would expose their evidence to a public airing and subject the witness to cross-examination. What is unexpected, however, is the prosecutorial overkill in charging 16 separate counts against Jesse. On Friday, he was formally charged with 16 counts of disorderly conduct for the false uh, reports of hate crime against himself. Uh, he continued by saying this redundant and vindictive indictment is nothing more than a desperate attempt to make, make headlines in order to distract from the internal investigation launched to investigate the outrageous leaking of false information by the Chicago Police Department and the shameless and legal invasion of Jussie's private in tampering with his uh, privacy in tampering with his medical records. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so he said the... Jussie adamantly uh, maintains his innocence even if law enforcement has robbed him of that presumption. So is it uh, is it his perception now or is it, is it their claim that they believe these are the the nigerian brothers or uh, that they're they're the ones that actually did this so where where are they saying the crime actually took place but it wasn't a hoax these i don't, guys I don't actually think they did... are saying anything yet I think okay they're gonna wait until they're asked right about right it yeah to, yeah to do it so because he 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 has claimed that the the two gentlemen and i don't know if he's ever said these were the two gentlemen uh smollett's team has said that it will mount an aggressive defense uh, meanwhile, Page Six is reporting that the cast and crew of Empire is all split over Smollett's case, with many strongly supporting him and others furious with him. Uh, overall, Page Six claims the cast is more supportive and the crew is more critical. Kate Beckinsale and Pete Davidson have been photographed making out and hanging out for a few months now. And yes, their age gap has raised some brows and some social media chatter, which some say is all part of the plan. According to Page Six, Beckinsale's interest in the SNL comedian has been intensified because of the amount of press coverage it has generated. The source says Kate loves the attention, both from a younger guy and the media. Doesn't she have a new series out, by the way? I'm not I think sure. a new yeah. series she's in just debuted. Yeah, she, it's called Widow, I believe. Uh, it's on uh, Amazon Prime. Hmm. Uh, uh, the Hollywood exec said she hasn't been in the press this much in years. Uh, but don't cry for her. <clears throat> for him, I should say. He has his own motivations. One pal calls the relationship a direct response to his ex-fiancee, Ariana Grande. It is, at least in part, an F.U. to Ariana, the pal said. you got to imagine, if you're going to say F.U. to Ariana Grande, saying it with Kate Beckinsale is a good way to do it. That's not bad, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Davidson broke his silence on their apparent relationship in a weekend update segment for SNL. Uh, and he said, apparently people have a crazy fascination with our age difference, but it doesn't really bother us. But then again, I'm new to this. So if you have questions about relationships with big age differences, just ask Leonardo DiCaprio, Jason <laughs> Statham, Michael Douglas, Richard Gere, Jeff Goldblum, Scott Disick, Dane Cook, D- uh, Jer- oh, <laughs> Derek sh- Jeter, Bruce Willis, Harrison Ford, Tommy Lee, Alec Baldwin, Sean Penn, uh, whoever the president of France is, <laughs> Mel Gibson, Billy Joel, Mick Jagger, Sylvester Stallone, Eddie Murphy, Kelsey Grammer, Larry King, Larry King, Larry King, <laughs> Rod Stewart, and Donald Trump. Uh, and Davidson also tackled the R. Kelly sex abuse scandal, likening it to the likening it to the Catholic Church scandal. And he said, "But if you support the Catholic Church, isn't that the same thing as being an R. Kelly fan? I don't really see the difference. Only one's music is significantly better." So. Interesting. I really on on Saturday Night Live. I, I don't care for the cast members bringing their talking about themselves. Personal is a little weird, isn't it? It's, yes, he's the only one that does it. Right? I know it, it's, it's the only one that I can remember. I was trying to think of that case. I don't watch the show. Yeah, I haven't in in years with any regularity. Yeah. I will see segments from time to time, but I don't ever remember cast members coming on and. Talking about their romantic life on, yeah. on their own lives, and I'm like, eh, it doesn't really do much. No, you're right. I can't. I can't. Um, <clears throat> can't remember anything yeah. that's the equivalent of this. But he he's openly commenting on his own, yeah, dating life. His own. Obviously, it was it was a huge story. But you know, um, Lauren Michaels is usually Lauren Michaels doesn't even like it when they break up during a skit, right? Yeah. So, I, but he's he's a, apparently he's really uh, paternal when it comes to Pete Davidson. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, who knows? Uh, going back to the R. Kelly thing, this is kind of weird. And uh, a man who said that he was cleaning out an old videotape collection found what he thought was a recording of R. Kelly in concert, but instead turned out to show a man who appear- appeared to be Kelly sexually abusing girls, he and his attorney said on Sunday. Uh, the man then turned the tape over to law enforcement, according to attorney Gloria Allred. Man, uh, she jumps on these things. She and her client, Gary Dennis, uh, would not discuss the specifics of the tape during a news conference in New York, but Allred said it appears to show a separate incident from the 10 counts of aggravated sexual abuse that Kelly faces in Chicago, though she acknowledged that she could not be 100% certain that the man in the tape is Kelly. Uh, Steve Greenberg, an, what if attorney, it's Jesse Smollett? an attorney for Kelly, noted the lack of certainty. Uh, the doubt here is self-evident with reporting that the man on the tape kind of sort of looks like R. Kelly Greenberg said <laughs> Sunday in an email. That doesn't make it him. It's not him. All right. The lawyer also said Kelly denies that he is on any tape with underage girls. Now, this guy uh, who's an assistant at a nursing home said that he was cleaning out a box of old VHS tapes in his Pennsylvania home recently when he found the footage on a tape that was labeled with Kelly's name. Dennis said he's never met Kelly and doesn't know how the tape came to be in his possession. He said that because the tape also has a sports game on it, he believes it may have come from a friend. That's really weird. It's incredibly weird. So he has um, a sports tape that has a, uh, an apparent R. Kelly sex romp maybe. recorded. It's found in a box of VHS tapes he's cleaning uh, out and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I believe it. Very sweet. You believe it. All right. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. One hundred percent. Wow. Another member of Meghan Markle's inner inner circle is departing amid persistent rumors, also persistently denied by Kensington. Wow. That is difficult to work for. Uh, Amy Pickerell is departing amicably, according to the report in People. This is the 
Third close aide, the 37-year-old Duchess, has seen ghosts since her marriage to Prince Harry. Can it really be called amicable if you're beheaded? Uh, I don't think that happened. Uh, the leave taking will happen after Meghan welcomes her for their first child in late April. Uh, Meghan and Harry are also still hoping to move into Frogmore Cottage uh, before the due date. And I'm sorry, Frogmore sounds like something you find just outside of Fraggle Rock. <laughs> Pickerel will help them uh, get their things in order. Uh, I, I don't know if I could live in a Frogmore. Uh, Pickerel is, well, I don't know. If you saw the place, you might be able to live in it. Eh. Uh, Pickerell nice. is Megan's private security. She started her career at Kensington Palace as a press spokesperson and has been instrumental in helping the Duchess adjust to her new life in the UK. What's your gut instinct? Do you think she's difficult to work with or is she just an absolute joy? Um, or somewhere uh, in between? I think that, uh, no, it's probably somewhere in between and that these people have to go through... Uh, Staff changes. They got to find happens all the time. Who does who does it the way you want it done? You she has an American way. She likes to eat her, her chewing tobacco. <laughs> I was going to ask. Do you think there's an inherent uh, prejudice because she's an American? Yes. Okay. I do. Probably. I mean, that's got a little suck. bit. You know, she's just, she's an outsider, and yeah. uh, that's she's just not a Brit in the royal family. Sure. Yeah. There's going to be some of you that. You saw from, King Ralph. From yeah. Some people, I would imagine. That's yeah. Like that guy. Had a, that yeah. guy had a horrible time being yeah. accepted. Are you kidding me? Everyone had to get killed before they finally let him in. But this was all part of the plan, by the way. If you recall, back in 1776, they said, first, we're going to we're going to fight back, and then we're going to infiltrate. So it only took a couple of hundred years, but the plan Mission is Mission complete. <laughs> we need that chick from Suits. <laughs> Jan Michael Vincent, star of the hit series Airwolf and 80s Hunk, uh, passed away last month in Asheville. Uh, he died at Mission Hospital. He was 73 years old. Best remembered for his role as helicopter pilot Stringfellow Hawk. Stringfellow Hawk. On Airwolf, which ran from uh, CBS, uh, on CBS from 1984 to 87. For a short time, he was the highest paid American television actor. Yeah, he was making at that time, highest paid was two hundred grand an episode. Correct, which was a lot of, a lot lot of money. That was yeah. like a million dollars. Oh, now. absolutely. Uh, he acted in uh, a number of feature films, sharing the screen with the likes of uh, John Wayne, Rock Hudson, and Charles Bronson. Was he in Hooper, Steve? Was he, he was. He yeah. was actually the he was the new yeah. upstart Stunt. stuntman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and appeared in an episode of uh, in episodes of iconic shows like Lassie, Bonanza, and Gunsmoke. Uh, he had a real substance abuse problem. He ruined his life I don't, by I, booze and drugs, and it was sad. Yeah, Preston, I didn't know a woman who didn't find him to be, you know, super attractive. California blonde. He's in a really good movie that John Milius directed called uh, Big Wednesday about surfers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he had that look. But, man, booze just ripped him apart. Yep. And uh, so much so that he lo- he lost circulation. He he actually had to amputate a leg. Yeah, it really got a hold yeah, of him. In fact, re- I think he was living homeless for a while and all kinds just of stuff. Just grizzled so. and horrific. Yeah, he was in a number of car accidents, at least five, that made the news. Uh, he was accused of domestic assault against several female partners, including a physical attack on a former girlfriend that resulted in a miscarriage. So... It was nasty. He was married three times, survived by his wife and a daughter from his first marriage. Wait, but he just killed his, you know, himself. I'm sorry, but he died a month ago? Uh, yes, yeah, last month, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it just broke news on Friday. Yeah, the same people who handled the Carol O'Connor death were the ones who <laughs> this information. <laughs> no, listen, it, it's, it's happened. There are people that have kind of fizzled out and... 
It just uh, the, it doesn't make news until a little while later. They know? didn't want to. Uh, obviously, you, you just throw that on everybody, Nick. There's going to be riots. You're right. There's going to be calls of conspiracy and scandal. Be... Who killed Airwolf? I didn't mean to be insensitive to <laughs> Airwolf's death. Uh, did you ever watch Airwolf? I, I, I love that show. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I know kids who love I, I check it out periodically. That helicopter was it, badass. It, it reminded me of a movie called Blue Thunder with Roy Scheider. Yeah. Do you remember that? I love yeah. that, too. Yeah. They, even, they even made a, a short-lived series out of that. Who's the star in the series? I don't remember, remember who the star was, but the co-star yeah. was Dana Carvey. Ah, oh, wow. He was, he was the, you remember Daniel Stern? Yes, I do. Was in the, the movie. Yeah. He played that character uh, on the TV show. But I, I don't know, who, I don't remember who the lead was. Nick, if you can look up James, Blue Thunder. James Farantino? Oh, oh yes, James Farantino was actually a, a character actor of the time. He kind of oh, Roy Scheiderish. I know who he is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He went on to do a few things. Blue Thunder was a good movie because it was the uh, the helicopter could have a uh, super silent motor run on. Hang Which, on a second, Nick. Which uh, helicopter would win in a fight, Blue Thunder or Airwolf? Well, I think Airwolf is probably, tr- you know, loaded up a lot more. But Blue Thunder, I thought, was pretty badass. And you remember at the end what he did, Nick, in Blue Thunder... He flew a loop-de-loop yeah, in a helicopter. I remember that part. <laughs> it was that, amazing. That was the climactic scene. You didn't think he was going to make no, it. No, Malcolm Tao didn't think it could happen. Uh-huh. Let's play follow my leader. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. And he takes him in the loop, and yep. Mm, wow, what a story. <laughs> I just I thought it was really cool because they had uh, the helmet. Yeah. Uh, it would turn, and the, and the gun the guns. Yeah. would turn. And they had whisper mode and little super sensitive <laughs> microphones. Oh, how'd it go so quiet? And outside voice mode. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. All right, moving on. Uh, From Airwolf. Our buddy Bam Margera uh, was caught on video screaming obscenities and threatening violence at a comedy club in New York at his own manager, I believe. Yeah. Uh, his team was asked, uh, apparently they asked the venue to cancel the 7 p.m. Comedy show, I guess, or I don't know what he was doing. I was looking at the poster for it, and it appears to be kind of what Steve O was doing at comedy clubs, sort of like an evening with, right, just kind of talking. Yeah, uh, but they were still hopeful about the 10 p.m. gig when uh, Bam showed up at eight, and the place was empty. Uh, he started ripping into his manager at a new one. The show wasn't till ten, and he was upset that it was yeah. empty. Supposedly, he calls his manager an effing p-word, pussy. Uh, before threatening, <laughs> I forgot we could say that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, threatening to smash his p word face, pussy. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, he told Bam. We were told that Bam appeared intoxicated upon arrival. That would be bad. Uh, and even though they tried to explain that the audience wouldn't start showing up until nine for a ten p.m. show, he was really pissed off. Oh boy! Uh, and after getting into it with his manager, he stormed out of the venue, flipped off the parking lot attendants as he climbed into a waiting car. Uh, of course, he's been in and out of rehab, so I hope this isn't a sign of him uh, sliding back into his old ways, man. Yeah, I was talking with Casey, um, you know, before the show started, and the um, I'm at that level where you you fear for his life. You know, you want to. Right. It, it, it's it's um, it's obviously he went for just a little bit into mm-hmm. the rehab facility. A little bit won't get it done. Has right. to be a real commitment. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Wendy Madison Bauer, that is, uh, Luke Perry's fiance, uh, has, uh, broken her silence. They've been together for 12 years, by the way. Um, uh, they were very, very private for the first time since his death. She's speaking out about the relationship and her grief. She told people the past 11 and a half years of Luke were the happiest years of my life. And I'm grateful to have had that time with him. I also want to thank his children, family, and friends for their love and support. Uh, we have found comfort in one another and in not the knowledge that our lives were touched by an extraordinary man who will be dearly 
missed. So that's the first time she said anything publicly, which is, you know, it's still horrible to think no, about that guy. I, it's, you know, just wa- out of nowhere watching like Riverdale, that. it's like, this guy's dead. I, you just can't believe it. Yeah. Uh, designer Christian Siriano. Oh, my God. I was literally, and, and this isn't even a lie. I was literally just talking about him yesterday. With your design friends? No, I was talking about it with my wife and, and a friend of ours. Because he was he, one of the first reality um, designers, he, right? Was, was it, he was on Project Runway. Project Runway. And he was I, the, the first big guy to come from that, yes? And I had actually watched that whole season because my wife was into it. And I'm like, all right, you know. So, yeah. And I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. And we were talking about how... Project Runway is coming back, but that's pretty wild. This uh, we're talking about him today. Is, is he the one who coined the, the term fierce? fierce. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he is telling ET that he is considering starting a clothing line with his friend Selma Blair, who uh, was recently diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Uh, he said Selma and I have been good friends forever. We were uh, talking about it over dinner. It was really nice, and I was like, I think uh, an accessible clothing line is something that is kind of missing. Um, and I was like, or maybe we should do something one day. And Blair recently opened up about dressing since her diagnosis has been a nightmare. She said, I would like to partner with someone like Christian Siriano on a line for everyone, not just people who necessarily need adaptive clothing, but for those who want comfort too. She told this to Vanity Fair. She said, I, it can still be chic. Uh, you shouldn't have to sacrifice style. So they might be working on something. Do you know what he does part-time? And I think this is kind of cool. He he will cap leaks. Uh, he was a diver off of oil rigs in the Gulf. Yeah. It's just amazing. He yeah. does that for fun, right? does that for fun. Yeah. Hey, Kylie Jenner has been crowned the world's youngest self-made billionaire by Forbes. We talked about that last week. And she was spotted celebrating with her father, Caitlyn Jenner. Boop, boop. At a fancy <laughs> dinner at Nobu. We're going to burn this mother down, Nobu. At a fancy Daddy. dinner at Nobu's in Malibu. Transgender in the his Nick, you've eaten there before. I sure have. Did you see Caitlyn there? I did not, but uh, apparently... Listen, that gentleman over there with the beard, I want to send him a bottle of Cavassier. <laughs> the one with the baseball cap. <laughs> I took my hat off for the Nobu. And I closed the place, by the way. What's his name? He says he's in broadcasting... <laughs> Be still my heart. <laughs> he shut that He can probably down. hear it because it's the size of a Volvo engine. <laughs> uh, joining them was uh, Caitlin's partner, Sophia Hutchins. I would like a side of beef and a gallon of beer, please. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, girls. Still have the appetite of a man. Hold on. There's a, there's a picture up in the studio. Um, assuming that this is of the night that we're talking about. Doesn't it look like... Caitlin has a little bit of a beard and a mustache. It's a shadow. Really, it, it, it does. It yeah. does. Okay. But it, it was dis- dismissed as a shadow. It's a shadow. He, he okay. looks a little Christian. Uh, yeah. So, meanwhile, it seems that uh, Kylie may be rekindling her friendship with Jordan Woods. Listen, uh, Garcon, I think I made a mistake. <laughs> I ate the centerpiece. <laughs> I thought it's what you put out instead of bread. I mean, you are an Olympian. You, you know, your body still a, wants that caloric intake. Pumping like a like a race car engine. Sure, it never goes. My away. metabolism is still jacked up, bro. <laughs> Gross beef. <laughs> Does she still? Call, do, do the kids call him dad? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think so. they do. I don't know. And he, he's uh, the, uh, um, she. Yes, she did call, call her, her dad. dad. Sorry, yeah. you're right, Nick. Steve, do you yeah. follow her on... She will, the... gender or not, she will always be their father. Yes, I and mean, I, I think know, that's appropriate. That's right. Yeah. Do you follow her on Instagram? I do. Yeah. She posted a photo that's pretty freaking funny. It's it's the 10-year challenge, and it's her as Bruce... Oh, my God. ...10 years ago. That's great. And her as, as Caitlin today. That's great. She Listen, 
she has there, she has a sense of humor yeah. about herself with this stuff. So, uh, and I think that again, that's True. I think that's something to be lauded. Don't touch the centerpiece. That's <laughs> not. Sorry, whatever I ate your centerpiece. It's not for consumption. It's I'm so sorry. I'd like to make for, it up. How much was it? It's for ambiance. <laughs> uh, Kylie and Jordan go way back, but their BFF status has been in the air uh, the last few weeks after the whole cheating thing has taken place. Traitor. Uh, Jordan was promptly cut off the Kardashian-Jenner gravy train. You're like a jungle cat. You're a cheater. After the alleged cheating and was uh, bounced out of the business partnerships and uh, Kylie's guest house after a few days. Uh, But it seems that Kylie may have forgiven Jordan if a report in People is to be believed. Uh, This is according to a source telling People Magazine their friendship is not 100% over. If you ladies will excuse me after retired to the little (laughs) girl's room and blow out my bunghole. (laughs) So he's there's still that she still has that confluence of of masculine sure right she's yeah. you know she's got to go yeah. to uh, like maybe some finishing classes I'm gonna go powder my nose and take a raging dump <laughs> I'm sorry I'm trying to get everything to line up again <laughs> by the way here you go this is an actual report too on Friday Jordan raised eyebrows by first liking a shot of on a, of her on Instagram and then. Unliking. Oh, wow. So I told you, I've been, I was reading this book about social media and about the architects of social media, and the like and dislike button was one of the major steps in fostering addiction to social media. Okay. It was, it was critical. It's like the feeder bar for a rat, Exactly. You want to, yes, you want to feel accepted. Mm -hmm. So that you'll hear people get into these, we haven't liked this picture yet. It's it really is a big thing for people. Wait, how do you know if somebody unlikes your photo? That's a good question. You're paying very very close special attention to it. Maybe Kylie yeah. isn't, but somebody else is. So you don't get alerted. You're just mm, saying that they're no. noticing that they had a one point like to their photo and now they don't. I think that yeah, I think that just followers of that Instagram Got account it. reported that. You know, so speaking of this family, did you see where Kendall ate over the weekend with with Ben Simmons? They were just having a meal at the uh, Cherry Hill Mall. Was oh it, wow! They were hanging I out. They maybe it wasn't pe- donkeys. It was not donkeys. No pikas or something like that. No, no. They just uh, I don't know if it was TGI Fridays or it was some uh, normal. Uh, place. I was going to ask what's, like us. what's good at the Cherry Hill Mall. I don't know well, TGI Fridays. I guess so. <laughs> That's weird because there's a couple. They of have other a great areas. theater. Potato skins. Hey, yeah. listen. Yeah. yeah, they're in the area. I, we keep trying. Well, we'll continue to keep trying. Sure. C- Safe Harbor. Come on in here. We'd love to have you. Mm. They never will. But why <laughs> not? Nope. All right, and then one last story. Uh, Netflix is teaming up with SK Global, which acquired the rights to the epic uh, 12 Thai boy plus soccer coach Cave Rescue in 2018. And they will co-produce a miniseries. A rep for Netflix told uh, The Hollywood Reporter, we can confirm that we are working on an original scripted miniseries with SKE Global and 13 Them Long Wang Company. Limited to bring the incredible story of the Thai Cave Rescue to audiences worldwide on Netflix. How can that not be an amazing story? Yeah. We were hearing stuff, you know, about the whole deal of having to sedate the kids and have the diver pull them through the uh, the whole uh, cave works, you know, underwater and all that. It's just an amazing thing. One of the thing. divers yeah. dies? Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they're, they're making several films about that, but this is going to be a, you know, a miniseries. There's going to be several... Um, Several episodes, so it should be pretty interesting. All right, we're ready for clips now. So from 2011 to 2017, Matt LeBlanc played himself in episodes. Um, I assume this is on uh, 
this is on Friends. But when no, no, that, there's a show called Episodes. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, and he plays Matt LeBlanc. Oh, 2011, 2017. You're right. Yeah. But when that was coming to an end, CBS gave him an opportunity to return to primetime TV. In this clip, Matt remembers shopping around for the perfect show, which eventually became Man with a Plan. Here we go. Yeah, a lot of the scripts that were going around were like single dad back on the dating scene, and I thought. I don't know that I like that because the one thing that all those scripts seem to have in common was they all seem to use the children as pawns in his dating mm-hmm. adventures, which I thought, frankly, was kind of shitty. So I wanted to, I said, well, what's wrong with being married with kids? Like right down the middle. Yeah! New episode of Man with a Plan is on tonight, 830 on CBS. It's a good show, actually. And he's... he's he is a funny comedic actor, and Kevin Nealon plays his, uh, his brother on the show. Okay. Next clip, please. Ken Jong is known for raunchy roles like Mr. Chow in The Hangover, but soon he'll appear as a cartoon beaver in the upcoming animated movie Wonder Park. In this clip, Ken explains uh, dedicated he, how dedicated he was to this role. Here we go. I went to many dams, and I just went to many bridges. I'm a method actor. I spent... Gah, Countless, countless rivers. I can't even, you know. That's how I'm like the Daniel Day Lewis of side cartoon acting. It's very important to me. Uh, Wonder Park premieres this Friday. By the way, we sometimes forget he is a fully um, accredited uh, doctor. I mean, he's a doctor, a medical doctor. He has a degree. And there you go. That's what's happening in Hollywood, folks. Yeah. All right. Uh, Let's go ahead and take ourselves a break. We're going to pass along some information coming up around 8 o'clock. Concert coming to town. Actually, multiple shows, which we will reveal. Uh, If you'll stay with us, uh, Bizarre File Stories, all these things on the way this morning. Let's hang out on a Monday. We'll be right back. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Thank you, Kathy. Well, we've had one victim of daylight savings time this morning. Marissa forgot to set her clock and therefore came in an hour late today. All written in caps. Did you notice that? Uh-huh. One, yeah, of her, one, yeah, one of her texts. Yeah. What, what kind of text? clock do you have? Though I didn't have to change any of my clocks. Like everything. Wow, really? Yep. Everything automatically changed. Even my uh, oven. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, my oven doesn't do that. My oven needs to be changed manually. My uh, car clock, the clock, not the uh, the iPhone hookup, uh, that needs to be changed. And then I have an atomic clock. Yes, it belches. Uh, that has to be reset. See, I have like a, it gives you the forecast each day. It's like just this little um, right. device and e- that changed. It's too. on Wi-Fi, right? So uh, it, re- it probably resets itself. Resets itself, yeah. 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 Oh. Uh, yeah, no, I have to do the, the oven, the microwave. Uh, I have three regular dial clocks in the house. Which are oh, cool. I don't well. have any of those. None of them? No. Manual, yeah. Yeah, I like having a, a yeah. regular manual clock in the house. When do you end up, when do you do that? Do you do it like the night before? Or do you wait I do Sunday? it that morning. Yeah. I will set my, now I also have my alarm clock that, you know, obviously gets me up every day. That's just a regular plug in the wall uh, thing so I mm-hmm. I did that the night before. Okay, the phone adjusts automatically, so I don't have to worry about that. And then when I got up in the morning, I just the first thing I did was change all the clocks. It's easy to do. The bitch by far adjusting my sundial. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, because yes, yeah. I literally have to pull the planet around. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question for you, Preston. When you're setting your clocks, do you have your like cell phone out? 
and and get so, it to the minute, get it to the action, like the so everything is synced up perfectly. No, you don't do that. Okay. Uh-uh. No, yeah. I I, I just get it, you know, as close as I can. I'm alone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, wait, he, you will sit there and wait for it to I will take wait. over. Well, what I'll do is I'll get it on the right minute. I won't have it by yeah, like that's what yeah, I do. Yeah, so Casey's saying he waits for it to tick immediately. Yeah, that yeah. I don't do. Yeah. So I my, do my, my car, my car, my car time was. Three minutes slow, and it was driving me crazy for a couple of months. So I just said, okay, I'll wait till day, because I don't know why. I figured, I'd, you know, these things you put in your mind, I'll wait till daylight savings time when I'm going to adjust it anyway. And now it's perfectly on time. My wife used to keep the clock in her car purposely 12 minutes fast. Oh, right. Mm. Um, and, I, you know, and every time that she would be checking the time, she'd just be doing the math in her head and figuring yep. out actually what time yeah. it was. Yeah. Uh, and I eventually I reset it to the regular time. <laughs> Correct. Oh, well, yeah? Was she showing up 12 I mean, minutes it, late? It doesn't really. No. I mean, yeah. she's great at being punctual. Uh, but after a while, I was like, it's it's not. It's just. You're not getting anything. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. My alarm clock is currently 17 minutes fast. The clock in my car is seven minutes fast. Oh, my God. I, I will uh, adjust and readjust all the time. When I got home, uh, I was away for the weekend. I got home yesterday. I had to readjust my alarm clock. Uh, so I put it back to about 17 or, or 16 minutes fast. Uh, the clock in my car has not been readjusted from daylight savings time yet. So I play those games. Has a wormhole ever opened up in your house? No, but I'm, I don't know if it works or not. But for whatever reason, at you know the ungodly hour that we get up in the morning, it seems to have a, a bit of a difference for me. It's so stupid. It's but so ha- stupid. how psychologically that does work. Yeah. So for me... You know, for the longest time, we, when I lived in Maniunk, my wake-up time was 3.57. But for some reason, that didn't seem right in Mount Airy because it's an <laughs> extra five minutes yes. travel time. Of course. God, that'll never do. Yeah. So it's now 3.45. So now I'm, I'm actually on the, the, the quarter hour. But uh, I, 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 have two, I have two alarm clocks in the morning. I, I, not, and I get up really easily. But I'm so mortified at the notion of being late right. that it just it just kills me. And then as I was driving to work, I look at the clock on my um, my, on my uh, car dashboard, and it's an it's an hour. It's just you know it's four thirty when I'm I'm on the road heading here, and it says five thirty. I'm like, oh dear God, <laughs> was that how could I, I how could I have been wrong? And then I'm I'm turning around to different you know like uh, Siri. What, and then I realized what had happened is yesterday when I had said it, I didn't set the save. Mm-hmm. So I did set it, but it was it okay. was still incorrect. But I was, I'm like I'm like I'm ready to just run red lights and think, dear God. Yeah, I used to I used to keep the the clock a few minutes fast, and then after a while, I'm like, what well, this is dumb. This is dumb. I mean, yeah. I was, it's, uh, yes, I, it's oh, very dumb. Yeah, but I freely admit how stupid it is. <laughs> but psychologically, <laughs> yeah, you, it, it works for you. Would you feel out of place if you put it to normal yes. time? Oh okay. my God, yeah. And then I would then I'd panic more. But uh, but at some point this year, Preston, I'll adjust it in in a way that. Um, Makes me think again in the morning. I, I think the trick is I'm just trying to get my brain moving at some level at that hour. You're trying to engage it. You know, from what what really works for me, and I did it over the weekend, is I set the calendar a year ahead. Okay. So Ooh. this, I am, yeah, it's really good. Here's a text from somebody who says, I'm a clockmaker. I have to reset 40 plus clocks in my shop for daylight <laughs> oh savings my gosh. time. So who does, in, in, for example, where there are large historic, and the, the city is, you know, replete with them, uh, that that alone has to be an all, yeah. I don't know, how long, how long does that there's, process take? Well, there's a guy that does it in, in uh, City Hall. There was yeah. an article about him yesterday, and mm. uh, so that's that's his, one of his jobs is to go up and adjust the clock uh, on, on uh, south of Billy Penn. Huh. And did you know that the day after we switch our uh, clocks, it's National Napping Day today? Oh. 
It's a good call. They say that most people will need like a 10 to sure. 20 minute nap uh, because sense. of the time change. Marissa? Yeah, ironically, I shared that article about that guy in Billy Penn. <laughs> <laughs> There's four clocks in City Hall. Each one of those clock faces is 26 feet tall. If you guys wow. didn't know that. No. But inside, right behind it, is just a tiny clock. And it's just the building manager of City Hall. And he goes up at 2 a.m. and he winds each one. And he they takes about five minutes to do each one. And he goes and he does the south one first and goes in order. Sure. His name is Joe. He lives in South Philly. Seems like a really nice, cool guy. By the way, Marissa, a texter wanted to know, were you uh, an hour late for everything yesterday? No, I really didn't do anything this weekend, and that was my problem. Uh, I was okay, just, you had like, nothing yet to be to. Because yeah. I'm still healing up from like, yeah. surgery because I didn't do that last week, so I saved this weekend to do it. Okay. So I looked at my clocks, and I said, that's wrong. And then I fell asleep on my couch last night, but I had my alarm clock set. I just wasn't in my bedroom where... I would have noticed that, All right. except for the gotcha. wrong time. Okay. It happens. It happens. Some people oh, to look like a, an adorable little chipmunk curled up on you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then it's dark out, so that doesn't help at all. If it was six, then it would have been light out. Right. It's right. all messed up. I wonder if this is ever going to go away, because I, I hate it at this point, the daylight saving time, the adjustment. It doesn't seem to make any sense to me anymore. It seems really unpopular, incredibly inconvenient, and there are, you know, in Arizona, they never change the clocks. Why? They seem it, happy. They, uh, uh, You know, Arizona's a nice state. Uh, what's going on with Pennsylvania? No, I mean, I, like, seriously, there's there's a movement to eliminate it. Why hasn't it happened yet? Well, um, <sighs> because I think maybe maybe some people are like me and just like, eh, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, guess I indifference. Agree. It's like, I'm eh, whatever. Same. It's it's not that big of a deal to me, and I'll get used to the time difference in about a week. And May I refine it for you? I've been doing it since, I've been doing it for 50 years, so I'm there, are people, okay there are people who like Airwolf and people who right. do not like Airwolf. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but some people, the people who don't like it... D- just absolutely detest. I'm it. one of them. You're right. I, I, I think when it rolls around to this, and you're like the first time you see it getting lighter later, and, and I'm like, ah, all's forgiven. But my son but, but, was at, asking me yesterday about it. He's like, why? And I really, I tried Google. Let's talk it. about sex. I couldn't. Yeah, let's change the topic, buddy. <laughs> talk about something. No, I, I, there is no legitimate reason in my mind anymore uh, as to why daylight savings time exists. I, uh, well, and also I find that listen, and this is obvious. You're losing an hour of sleep. But why do I feel as if I've been hit by a truck? Yeah. It just one hour should not make that much of a difference. So we should stay on standard time, is what you're saying. We should stay on one of them. I don't care. <laughs> no, one party one. time. <laughs> <laughs> because if it were the... I'm trying to see what, what makes it worse in the morning if it were year-round. Um, I think we should stay on this version of it, whatever. I always forget if this is daylight saving or standard. This is daylight savings okay. now. All right. Uh, standard time is what we just left from what I understand. So. Well, so by standard time, the natural the natural way of things, we'd start to get lighter. We were starting to get light, stay lighter later anyway. Yeah. This just bumps it into hyper light. Yeah. All right, so I was I'm now now I'm trying to adjust my dogs to the schedule, okay? Because this All is right. a weird thing. What time do their alarms go off? Well, it's not that, but it's it's when it's time to take them for a walk, when it's time to feed them, and all that sort of stuff. All because right. like an hour means a lot. Because That's seven I, I, years for a dog. Well, <laughs> 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 no, but I mean, uh, what time they fed? What time they're being fed? Sort of dictates what time they have to go to the bathroom and yeah. all that. <laughs> to go to the bathroom. <laughs> like they're using the toilet. We're out of TP. Damn, why did I ever train my dog to use the bathroom? <laughs> but what time they have to go for a walk so they can poop outside and all that sort of stuff. Right? So, well, animals, by their very nature, uh-huh. are, you know, you, they, they're, they're tuned into 
nature, a more natural progression. They yeah. they don't they don't say, oh my god, it's an hour. I'm I'm late for my dump. You know, it's going to happen in its own time. <laughs> hey, Doctor Mike's on the phone. Uh-huh. Hey. Hang on, let me get music ready okay, here. Yes. So uh, we uh, make sure that we have him ready to go. On, okay, man. there you go. He wants to chime in on uh, the whole rest thing. Yes. What we need as far as human beings go. So uh, from Penn Medicine, Fox 29, Dr. Mike Sriggley. Hey. Morning, Dr. Mike. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to tell us, man? It's bad. It, it needs to go away, Nick. It oh. does. I'll tell you why. Number one, people will be uh, more irritable today. Two, they will have decreased cognitive function. Number three, they have an increased risk of car accidents. Number four, their risk of heart attack and stroke goes up by six to eight percent. Whoa. And and it's just bad. It's messing with circadian rhythms, and it's just not healthy, and it needs to go away. It's an antiquated thing. Now, that, correct, that was, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, uh, Dr. Mike, but the circadians come out every 17 years, right? <laughs> no, no, circadian. Circadian. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. All right. Close. All right. I, I, I'm not a doctor. You're not a doctor. <laughs> Mike, there are some uh, counter arguments to uh, your argument and my argument, which um, indicate that I should shut up. Uh, what would you say to those people? Well, they're sleep deprived. That's why they're irritable. They're agitated uh, okay. from sleep deprivation. Yes. Understood. So, so um, is there any, um, besides that, and it seems more of an inconvenience, over the course of a long term, how, how long should we, the average human, expect to have to deal with the physical uh, changes from the uh, one-hour adjustment. Like as I said before, I feel a lot more enervated than I, you know, than I would anticipate being after just one year. I mean, one hour, I should say. Well, the the thing is that uh, if it's just a one-shot deal, it's not going to have long-lasting effects and everything will reset. Uh, but we live in a sleep-deprived nation as it is. And then you take into account you're going to, on average, lose about 40 minutes of sleep, then you have a problem. And it affects things like ghrelin and leptin, these hormones in the brain. And if you do, if you're chronically sleep deprived, like most Americans are, that has serious health consequences. You gain weight. It's not good. It's, it's, it's just ridiculous. And, and it came about trying to save money on candles. Uh, I mean, if you look at the history of this, it was so that people didn't have to buy as many candles. Well, we don't need candles anymore. <laughs> we don't need any goddamn need candles. candles. <laughs> My wife, uh, yeah, Doctor rails against candle industry. Right. I mean, I love candles, but the thing is, we don't use them to to you know, with the write write papers in the dark anymore. Right? Mike, Mike, I have a serious with belief you. that it was Liberace that pushed this all through because <laughs> he had those candelabras. Well, it's just—it's not good. It needs to go. Away. Ten candles. Right. Yeah, yeah. I know. I agree. That's I, a learned man. I don't know though, but I'm kind of with Preston on this because as it starts to adjust, I'm like, ah, bygones. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. But you forget. But Doctor Mike has uh, has everyone's health in mind. He does. Yeah. He's, uh, he's got that. Make, if, you, if you're very tired today, Mike, make sure that you're listening into the right end of the stethoscope. <laughs> or using the right end of the colonoscopy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Love you, Doctor. Love you. All right, see you, you know what I do like? I, I do. There, there is a sort of an instant gratification when it comes to daylight savings time, and that is on Sunday night, 
it's light out at six, seven o'clock at night. You Why know are you what watching I mean? America's Funniest Home Videos? Yeah, but yeah. you know, so we had um, you know the kids <laughs> to the play this weekend, and they had the cast party. Yeah, and so we had to clean all that sort of stuff up, and then. I'm walking out of the the, the school at like seven o'clock. Oh, Don't you I love, love that? that. I yeah. love also, it's nice. and it's part of the deal. I, I, it's been my understanding throughout the years. I don't know if this is accurate. Mike says it has to do with a uh, an oppressive candle industry, <laughs> <laughs> I, but but, uh, but I thought it was more agrarian based. I did that too. was part of the deal. Yeah. So, but you 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 just feel you're going to be outside more. You're. The light, the extra light, allows you to do things. You're yeah. not always running down the clock. The way I was, I understood it, Steve, is they 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 got tired of uh, workers got tired of waking up at, in the dark and going home in the dark. Yes, and that's why they decided to switch the uh, the times a little bit. So that's why radio's not for most people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. morning shows. It happens. Yeah, most definitely. But uh, no, but look but at it outside right now. It's great. It, lo- it looks wonderful out right now. And of course, the days lengthen as we get yeah. further into the season. So the when, average when length it? of a summer day daylight is twenty one hours. No, when is the when is the first day of spring? By the March twenty first. Oh man! Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. We're right that's around the so corner. So good. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. have you you've you've been to Sweden, right? You've been to areas where the they never. I two years ago, yeah, 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 we we stayed. It was uh, it it was light. There was some light all night long. The the sun wasn't above the horizon all night long, but more like dusk, right? Ten eleven o'clock at night, it was still like dusk. Yeah, it was really really cool. Marissa, wait, is it weird that I still have my clock from college and that's what I use my alarm clock? Uh-uh. I mean, I only bought it like six college years ago. clocker. <laughs> I mean, my alarm clock is super old too, and okay. it's just one of those things where I mean, listen. I'm always looking to upgrade things, but there are certain things in my life where I'm like, I'm probably going to have this for the rest of my life, and the alarm clock is one of them. Is it an old-style wind-up, or is it a... No, uh, I mean, it's digital, you know, but... It's got digits. It's got digits in it, but I can tell the time, and and the alarm goes off. You know, the only reason I would ever, you know, get a new one is if... um, It broke. It it broke, yeah. 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 Hey! Hey! It broke! Don't you have a bad track record with your clock? Yeah, but that's not because of the clock. That's because of me. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure. Thought maybe uh, a new clock might. Is it? Does that have the standard? I have so many different. So my alarm clock has two alarms. One of them is the ee one. The other one is the radio. <laughs> Uh, I One's have a, ee, and the others. Okay. Uh, uh, there is one sound that is quite common to virtually, I have to say, 80% of the alarm clocks. Yeah. And when they use it in commercials, yep. it I, it drives me crazy. I hate it because I, it's the sound you despise in the morning. I almost instinctively instinctively throw something at the television yeah. when it happens. Like, <laughs> yeah, to, to get Why it are you using that yeah, sound? Yeah, yeah. So you have ee and an uh-uh. And I have ee uh-uh. And then, then waka waka. <laughs> what a what a bing bang I have one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then on my, you know, I don't remember what my phone alarm clocks are. I had one before. I was like, because there was one that was too startling. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I need to get like a, a nicer one. And it was just too nice. You know what I mean? It was like, uh, it was like, you're sleeping hey. in heaven. Hey. Wake up, jerk off. <laughs> Good morning. Hey. It's like Pee Wee when he comes to his bike in the morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm here. <laughs> And Do you subscribe to the notion that uh, a better way to wake up is with increased light? Because those around the oh. time of daylight savings times, I was reading an article about the sales of alarm clocks and people upgrading. You know, the <laughs> ones that bring up the... Steve, the I had one. I had one. I thought it would be a more pleasant way 
<laughs> to wake right. up in the morning. Yeah. Mean, because it's supposed to simulate sunrise, and we get up before sunrise. Sure. So I thought that might be kind of nice in a more natural way to slowly emerge from slumber. Right. It sucked. <laughs> because a good 20 minutes before you're actually supposed to wake up, it if starts. you happen to open your eyes and there's a light on in your room, you're like, ah, oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. And then my mind would start working. I got to get up in 15 minutes. I could see bitch. that. So what I do now is uh, my clock, which is digital like yours. It lights up. You can see eh, it in the eh. dark, obviously. It's it's an e e e. And anyway, I turn it around to where I cannot see what time it is. Interesting. For when I happen to wake up in the middle of the night, have to go to the bathroom or something like that, just in case I wake up like 20 minutes before it's supposed to go off, and I sit there and go, oh, God, 20 minutes. And then I stay awake, and my mind starts working, and I lose 20 minutes of sleep. So I turn it the other way. And if I do happen to catch a glimpse of it in the distance, I will purposely turn my head away and, and not look at it. And you know what? It has helped a lot for me to get rest. So here's what I do. I have my uh, I have my uh, Alexa and I have my fire cube, which, you know, answer to my queries. So in the dark, you know, the room is pitch black. I wake up and I go, Alexa, what time is it? Uh (laughs) And sometimes it'll say 12.05. Yes, I have (laughs) hours of sleep. And then sometimes it'll say 3.44. You're like, "Ah!" And cheating yourself out of that ten minutes or yeah, whatever yeah. it is yeah. uh, is it sucks. It's it can but make the difference. Your mind starts racing days. at that point. You just and I just do. I just get up. But when you have ha- a half hour and less, it's it just sucks yeah. because your mind then just kicks into you get what? What are you gonna go back to a deep sleep? That's why I gave up on snoozing. Snoozing doesn't do yeah. anything. I mean, you can go back to a, a deep sleep, but it's counterproductive. I, I think it makes it worse. It does, and, and I, you don't get anything out of it. God bless Pierre, but I, you know th- that whole his whole process of waking up or hitting snoozes and stuff like that. Nick, I can't. He goes In into another, another room. room. Yeah, yeah. Yes. back to bed. Yeah. Nick knows how many clocks? I think eight, maybe okay. nine. Okay, different rooms. Uh, I bought him one one it year. Doesn't work. Uh, no, God, no. It doesn't work. <laughs> no, it hasn't for uh, you know for years and years. But I bought him one. Uh, that's that uh, uh, chicken alarm clock. You guys remember that? <laughs> hey, now, na 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 na, na wake up with me. It's a singing no, chicken yeah. alarm clock. I love yeah. it. It was known to be very very annoying. Yes. and that's why it was created so, in the first place. So yeah. Steve, I bought him that as a, you know as a gag yeah. gift present or whatever one year, and then he put it in the other room. He's like, oh, I already have two of these. <laughs> so he's got a whole chicken coop. Yeah, I mean, none of them work. Some people just uh, have more trouble than others. But Pierre's a night owl. You know, he always has been. He's not a morning person, even though he did the morning show for a few years. He doesn't care about being on time either. So (laughs) part of that plays in as well. Uh, well, anyhow, Marissa, you know, off on the wrong foot today, but uh, but she got here. It's all good. She just happened to uh, taking a nap right it. now. I, it looks like it. <laughs> it is the console. It's National Nap Day. If you do have yeah. to, uh, if you got to dive in and rest for a little bit, you can certainly do that. Well, they said ten to twenty minutes. That's what you should do. <laughs> yeah, while you're driving. Minutes. Okay. Yeah. I, do that. <laughs> I still I try to take a little thirty minute thing a few times a week, just to kind of get. Even killed. Wait, you make a joke about that, but did you see that video last week of the guy who was napping while driving? While his Tesla. Was- oh my god! Yeah, he, he put the Tesla in in full. Uh, listen, you got to have some. I think, that's, I think it's, it's illegal. I believe. I would imagine. But he's booking along, and the car is driving itself. And at some point, 
you're going to have to stop and exit or, you know, if you're on the highway. Yeah. And uh, you may want to be awake for that. You might want to be awake. How, how, how accustomed and comfortable yeah. are you with the notion of, would you, do you think you could ever get used to waking up in the driver's seat no. of a car moving <laughs> no. fast forward at 50 miles an hour? No. Would that be a pleasant way to wake up? <laughs> I don't I think so. I have, and it's not well, fun. Yeah, when it's you, when you're, fun. Or when you're in the passenger side you guys, and you fall asleep and you wake up and you think you're driving. You ever started to run off the road before because you're falling asleep? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is terrifying. I used to do a morning show in Manhattan. I and This is when you and I first started working together, yeah. Preston. I drive down after that morning show to Philadelphia. Yeah. Do the show from the Riverdeck Cafe and then drive back to New York. That, so that's my whole day. Up at 3.30, going into Manhattan, finishing that show, driving down to Philadelphia, doing an afternoon. This was on Fridays. And then driving back to New York. And then one time I was on the PA Turnpike and I went pulling in to get a cup of coffee from one of the um, uh, rest stops. Rest stops. And and I, I hit the curb, you know, and veered off the curb. And I'm like, oh, my, okay, never, yeah. never again. Yeah. Never again. Yeah, Preston, yeah. for four years that I went to college, I would, and I didn't go to a college that was that far away. It was about an hour from my house. But I would pull over almost every time on the turnpike and take a nap, probably because I had been out the night before and was tired, but I would have to pull over because it would, it would get scary. I'd be so tired and I would just take like a quick 10, 15 minute nap and then I'd be able to drive the rest of the way home. But it was, I'm not kidding you for my four years in college, I I did it like a lot of the time. People think think they can, they can, they can bucket that they can. The windows roll down, and no matter how good you are, it'll get to you. Yeah, I uh, and no matter how far the the technology uh, it tends to go, yeah, I don't think I could ever because of growing up having to drive a car sure. and being in control mm. of it that I would ever be able to fall asleep. Right. When I was driving up to um, the Carver Classic last week, I was uh, falling asleep at the wheel. I mean, not literally, but I was getting there. You were getting drowsy. I was getting really drowsy, so I started calling people, and nobody answers their phone anymore. You called me. I I, I was You were probably working out, yeah. yeah. But but honestly... (laughs) But people don't answer their phones anymore. They say it ringing, they're like, ugh. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call. uh, I'm gonna call soothing Pete. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, anyhow, a number of reasons for you to get rest and to uh, make sure that you have your clock set properly. Keep that in mind. So today is indeed daylight saving, and and somebody's got to stick up their ass about people calling it daylight savings time. Oh, shut up. Saving. Yeah. Yeah. Hope. I hope you don't get Lyme's disease on daylight savings time. (laughs) But if you do, you know, saying it wrong, and I'll make sure I change things. I'm devising a bomb that will kill all those people and save the rest of the people who say it properly. Oh, you'll see. Just give them a nice Valentine's present next year, Case, and they'll, they'll be all right. They'll rue the day. They'll rue the day. They yeah. mispronounced it and added or didn't add an S to a thing that I'm upset about. Oh, you'll see. All right. We're going to take a break. You know why? Because we got a concert announcement to make, and I want to make sure that we do that. So let's do that very thing. We'll come back in a second. I have Bizarre File Stories. A plenty. There were psychos out this weekend in the world. Thank God. I got all their stories, and I'll reveal them in the bizarre file when we return. Stay with us, my friend. Fred Thompson. Hello, Frederick. Hi. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, The Warhawks.
celebrating our area's best talent, bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. See more at WMMR.com. Keyboard local shots. The Warhawks, Jackson's local shots artist of the month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 933 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, why don't we do this? Why don't we talk to our guest first? Uh, and then we'll do the B-File, and then we have an announcement. A little last-second change here with three seconds left on our last song. So <laughs> We're so professional and ready to go. so good we can do that. Uh, so we had mentioned that a Word of the Week prize uh, this week is four tickets to the Red Ball, which is a huge party courtesy of the American Red Cross. And we're going to get the details now. We would like to welcome from the American Red Cross this morning, Mr. Guy Triano. Guy, hi, good to see you all again. Excellent, good to see you, sir. So, we're not that far off. Saturday, March 30th is when the party is, and it's at the link. And which part of the link is this uh, taking place? At? It'll be in the uh, torque, torque club level, okay? All right, and so this is a, this is a big deal, man, because uh, it's well, you guys have so much planned, and I've been to Red Cross parties before, and they're just they're, they're a big bash. So, tell us a little bit about what people can expect. At the uh, Red Cross Ball. Yes. Red Ball, I should say. Sorry. We've been planning it for uh, you know several months now. We look forward to this. It's our signature event that's on the Tour Club. What's nice about that event is it's more of a, a large, long cocktail hour for four or five hours. Hmm. Uh, it starts at 7 o'clock in the evening, uh, and then it goes till midnight. And we have uh, we feature 30 restaurants uh, around the city. So yeah. the, all throughout the, the whole concourse level on that tour club, we have different restaurants that we feature uh, as well as signature uh, bands as well. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, And everyone who's ever attended, by the way, raves about it. Now, is it it's, uh, is it black tie? Yeah, you know it's it's black tie optional, so you no other clothing, just a black tie. <laughs> yeah, no, no. So you, you want to get dulled up a little bit, but you're not, but you're not, you're not beholding to. It's not like you're going to a wedding. It's you know, it's just it's a fun time with a lot to see and experience. Correct? Agreed. Yes. Uh, you know, certainly fun is what we want to make it. It's not stuffy. It's not a formal sit down dinner. Or and it's your like signature that. event, so you throw everything at it. Yeah, and, and we throw everything at it with all of the restaurants, uh, all of the, you know, Beasley's uh, band as well. Yeah. Earl Beasley's going to be uh, playing in the band. Also, two other bands, as well as a huge silent auction that we have. A lot of, you know, nice events at that as well. Now, we have our uh, the Presidency Blood Drive every year, which uh, benefits the Red Cross. And we're going to get to details on that down the road. We're yes. still working on some stuff for now. But is it... Um what is there anything in particular that the fundraiser is for, or is it just all the efforts that the Red Cross is involved in? Yeah, this this benefit uh, benefits our Red Cross House, which is our center for recovery in Philadelphia. It's the only Red Cross house in the entire United States. And what does Red Cross House do? So we uh, we house all of the residents that are displaced mainly because of house fires in the city of Philadelphia. Wow! We provide them with three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, uh, and and we keep it as a, a recovery center where the families can stay together in their little suites uh, upwards to three weeks. That's amazing. So, and this is this a sort of a model that uh, other other areas might follow suit with? Yeah, you know, we, we definitely look into that. We we do recovery efforts throughout the entire United States, but yeah. this one specifically is that hotel features that that we're working on. That's great. Listening. And, and fires happen more often than you think they do. Just watch the news with any regular regularity locally. I almost 
It's every other day there's like, you know, a fire uh, occurred here and, and there's a family being, uh, you know, that misplaced. Or... Kathy reports on them like, uh, you yeah. know, every other newscast has some sort of uh, uh, one or two fires. And these are families that could definitely uh, use this. So the the bulk of this is going to that, correct? Yes, yes. All, right. all of great, it's going to Great, great. And to your point, you know, that we have about five or six fires just in Philadelphia alone each day. Yeah. Each oh, day wow. that they're oh responding to. God, yes. I had no idea. It was so how many, much. How, many, uh, how many rooms and how many suites in, in this facility? It's a 26-bedroom okay. suite facility, uh, and we keep the families together. Again, provide them meals throughout their stay and also, you know, the road to recovery externally. You guys are so, obviously, it's, it's so amazing. You're always, you know, first on the scene, and you, and you, 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 you get the job done in, in so many ways. But, you know, in and above that whole deal... It requires a lot of a lot of money and a lot of stuff to keep it moving and to keep what you do throughout the. Obviously, we do the, the as Preston said, the uh, the blood drive and everything. Uh, so, this being your signature event, I assume this is a year round planning. And the second this will this one will end, you're back to planning next year. Correct? Absolutely. We've we've done this uh, for several years. We'll continue to do it for several years, uh, just as any other big events like your blood drives that you do. You yeah. start planning the next day after the event mm-hmm. and uh, make it better, bigger and better. And we rely on the donations of individuals and, and events like this to make the Red Cross house and everything that the Red Cross does possible. Cool. Guy, how about getting tickets? What do people need to do? They can go on redcross.org. A backslash Red Ball Philly. Okay, right. and there's there's also there's a VIP party that starts ahead of time. If you want to pay a little extra, you get access to that. Yep, that that, that starts uh, at seven p.m. Okay. Uh, the VIP party. Uh, if you can do that, by the way, people I know have attended said it's well worth the money to do the VIP if you can. It is. You, you get a little bit different uh, restaurants, yeah. uh, and also a little bit of smaller venue uh, for specialized drinks. Uh, and it's an eaters and drinkers delight. Yeah, trust me on this. Great time. All right, cool. So we will uh, we'll make sure people are aware of that information. We already have it up on uh, PrestonandSteve dot com, and then we'll prop t- probably talk to you again sometime in the near future about the, the blood drive when we're ready to go. Yeah, looking forward to that. Cool. As always, you are Excellent. always a great supporter. We appreciate it. Thank you very Our pleasure. much, uh, guy. Hang in there. Good luck with the event. Uh, CEO of the Eastern Pennsylvania Region, ladies and gentlemen, Guy Triano. Hey, 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 hey. And the red ball. All right, let's do the bizarre file. Here we go. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. Brought to you by the AC Beer and Music Fest. Listen up, craft beer lovers, foodies, and fans of the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival. The AC Beer and Music Fest is hosting the first ever Atlantic City Beer Week, March 25th through the 31st. You can visit acbeerfest.com. Uh, for more information. All right, here's the story I meant to hit last week. It hit on Friday, so I'm going to roll with it now. A girl walking her dog discovered a kidnapped man who was tied up and locked in the trunk of a car. You probably saw this. Yes. Uh, the 17-year-old girl, excuse me, was on Lindsley Avenue in Irvington, New Jersey, when she heard an odd scratching sound coming from the back of a parked Nissan Altima. She investigated the sound and said hello, and somebody inside the trunk responded, hello, help me, help me, help me. Uh, the girl alerted her mother who called police, and she said it was just like out of a horror movie. Cops rushed to the scene, found a man bound in his 20s inside the trunk. He reportedly told police he had been carjacked overnight, had driven around to ATMs by the kidnappers who forced him to withdraw money. And chillingly, investigators speculate that the kidnappers may have been planning to return for the victim on Thursday and forced him to withdraw more money after his daily ATM limit reset. He was wearing only a hooded sweatshirt and... Temperatures dropped down to, like, the low tens overnight. It could have killed Could have died, yeah. yeah. That's wild. Yeah, exactly. Uh, information. There's information about what led up to the shooting of an Indiana state trooper. 
allegedly perpetrated by his son. This is really chilling. It was his 11-year-old son that was arrested. The boy told police he had been planning the shooting since school that day. He's now facing charges of attempted murder in juvenile court. He's 11 years old. The little stinker. And the document shows how the boy got a hold of his father's gun to do it. Uh, his father is Trooper Matthew uh, Makowski. And apparently, the boy was angry because his parents took his video games away. So he figured he would kill them. Yeah. He told police God. that he had been thinking about shooting his father since school and devised a plan because, quote, he was done with all of that and wanted it to end. Do you remember when you just not eat your broccoli? Mikowski told police that his son shot him and that he must have retrieved his firearm from his parked vehicle outside his home. That's exactly what the boy told police. Wow. He went to the dad's car three different times to look for the trooper's firearm. Uh, The boy said he went into his parents' bedroom with the gun and decided to wait about 10 minutes until his dad rolled over and was facing away from the door so that he wouldn't see me shooting him, is what he said. Oh, my God. Yeah. When Mikowski began screaming, his wife went to look for her son and found her husband's duty weapon on the floor. Uh, She took the gun but saw her son walking up the stairs with a BB gun and his uh, dad's taser. And that's when she locked the door and called police. When officers got there, they handcuffed the boy, took him in for questioning. The boy told officers he wanted to play PlayStation, an Xbox, and a computer. And if they if he didn't get them, there would be a, quote, part two. Whoa. Uh, yeah. According to investigators, Mikowski is steadily improving. His son appeared in court on, uh, uh, on March 5th for an initial hearing, and he'll be in court back in April. So 10th. this is like a like a Michael Myers, yeah. you yeah. know, There's situation. An 11-year-old, knew what he was doing, wanted to murder his father. Wow. Uh, all right, a little lighter note. Uh, nobody likes to be stereotyped, but it still happens. An article in February's MIT Technology Review Delved into research by a mathematician on what's called the hipster effect. Specifically, how the population of hipsters initially act randomly, but then undergo a phase transition into a synchronized state. In other words, hipsters want to be different and non-conforming, but eventually they all end up looking alike. So eventually there's like a pack mentality. At the end of February, an irate leader emailed, uh, reader, I'm sorry, emailed the magazine complaining about the article and also claiming the magazine was guilty of slander as they had used his photo in the article. But the magazine double-checked and the Getty Images stock photo used in the story was used appropriately and furthermore, the model in the photo wasn't the angry reader after all. (laughs) So it totally fits with the, the tone of the article. Just assumed it was him. And the reader responded to this saying, wow, I stand corrected. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, man. Thanks for making the point. Uh, this is another. I tried to juggle these because I told you there were a lot of psychos well, on the weekend. So murder. I tried, to, I tried to juggle the yeah. uh, give you one lighter and one heavier. How about this one? One murder, one hipster. One murder, one hipster. I don't have all hipsters, oh. but I got plenty of murders. A Mississippi okay. man shot and killed his wife and two other people at her birthday party last week after she tried to stop him from driving drunk. Michael Barnhill is charged with three counts of homicide and two counts of attempted murder. Witnesses told investigators that Marley Jones Barnhill kept the keys to the couple's truck during the gathering Friday, the night before what would have been her 27th birthday. Apparently, according to witnesses, Michael became drunk and belligerent during the course of the evening. Uh, The others discouraged his drunkenness, and he became angry and combative. Marley kept the truck keys. Barnhill got a pistol out of the truck, slapped a cigarette out of her hand, and shot her in the chest, and then fatally shot the the party's hosts, too. This dude killed three people right then and there because he wanted to drive and he was drunk. 
Two other women went Horrible upstairs party. to protect the 10-year-old son who was asleep. Barnhill left the home but returned while deputies were there, and he acted as though he didn't know what happened. Of course, the surviving witnesses were there, and they identified him as a shooter, and deputies arrested him after a brief struggle. You talk about people who, when they drink, they believe it's just a turnkey way to just unleash their, you know, I'm... I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah, that's, uh, well, this guy wanted to kill three people, apparently. Dear God. A German man has been sentenced to life in prison for poisoning his co-worker's sandwiches with mercury and other substances over the several hell? years, leaving one in a coma and two others with serious kidney damage. How's your peanut butter sandwich? Is it good? <laughs> hey, yeah, it tastes good. You like that? Hey, judge, I put a little something in it. It's called love. Uh, judge found the 57-year-old defendant guilty Thursday of attempted murder and gave the maximum possible sentence. The man, identified only as Klaus, was arrested after surveillance video showed him putting a suspicious powder on a colleague's sandwich. Hans, how's that roast beef sandwich? You like to read that taste? Uh, when authorities searched his home, they found a primitive chemistry laboratory in the basement and a substance that the judge described as more dangerous than all combat agents used in World <laughs> War II. Wow. What? Uh, Klaus refused to speak during his trial, and his motives remain unclear. Prosecutors believe that he wanted to see his colleagues physically decline. <laughs> Where did he work? At a metal factory. Uh, yeah, two of them uh, suffered chronic kidney damage from poisoning with lead and uh, cad- uh, cadmi- cadmium. Uh, both men face a heightened risk of cancer, and a 23-year-old trainee fell into a coma and has permanent brain damage. What a psychotic what? I mean, individual. That yeah. has to be a life sentence for this. Yeah, uh, he, got Lunatic. A, he got a big sentence. I do know that. The maximum sentence, which I don't know what it was. So that's very wild. That's um, a very uh, disturbing, uh, bizarre file. Sorry about that. No. I've, I've got more disturbing stories coming hey. up later on. Well, make sure you, you punctuate them with other fun uh, stuff. I do what I can. All right. All right and uh, <laughs> that's what I have in the bizarre file for you. We have a concert announcement. Uh, actually... Multiple shows for this particular group. It will be an epic three-night stand, and it's going to be at a wonderful venue, the Met in Philadelphia. This is going to be November 6th, 8th, and 9th, three different dates. And MMR is excited about the return to Philadelphia of Steely Dan. And they're going to be doing some special things uh, at each one of these shows, which is really cool. Uh, November 6th, now, they're going to feature different albums. How much of them they're going to play, I don't know if they'll play them in their entirety and then other material or not, but they will feature a specific album on certain nights. And uh, November 6th, will be featuring the masterpiece, Asia. I saw them do Asia in concert. It was a phenomenal show. Uh, November 8th will feature the album Gaucho. Wow. And November 9th will be a featuring of basically the greatest hits. You know what's crazy is I love Steely Dan. They're like a top five band for me. But likewise. I, but I don't know their albums because I was introduced to them through, through greatest hits. Yeah, through Decade and Gold. Right. Yeah. So right. I ne- And then I bought Citizen, which was their box set. So I couldn't even really tell you all the songs on those albums. Well, let's go out to lunch. Yeah, <laughs> please. The only one that I owned, I did own Asia, but uh, Pretzel Logic was the one I listened to most. I got Can't Buy a Throw when it came That's out. That's a great album. Vis-a-vis, a mistake from the Columbia Record Club. <laughs> I And and I was like, what is this? <laughs> Wait a second, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, tickets on sale this Friday at uh, noon via Ticketmaster.com, but I mean, it's just song after song after song man. Uh, listen to Pierre all this week to win tickets for the Saturday show. So let me hit those again. Three-night stand of Steely Dan at the Met. 
November 6th, November 8th, and November 9th. And tickets are on sale this Friday for all three of those shows at noon uh, via Ticketmaster.com. And like I said, Pierre is going to have tickets for the Saturday show to give away. So Love it. There you go, my friends, your concert announcement. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Stay with us. We're not going to stray too far. Peek behind the radio curtain with the MMR Studio webcam. Available at PrecedentSteve.com or via the MMR mobile app. See occasional hotties, famous faces, and if you're lucky, monkeys riding border collies. Sitting in front of me as we speak is a very large stack of American cheese single slices. Uh, and we got this from Manja downstairs, so thank you to uh, Damon and our friends. Yes, sure. Smattering of applause for Absolutely. our friends, for our friends at, at Manja downstairs. And the reason we have this is, uh, Steve, is it called the the Cheese Challenge? It's called the Cheese Challenge. That's it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, some, some call it the Baby Cheese Challenge. Other uh, camps, it's the Cheese Challenge. It's just about a week old as yeah. far as viral phenomenon mm-hmm. are, are I, I, I clicked reckoned. on that uh, viral phenomenon uh, six or seven days ago, and I thought this is... This could be the stupidest one so, I've ever seen. Well, yeah. was the the story around it was that um, people were, like, strongly disagreeing with it, that you shouldn't be throwing cheese in your baby's face, whereas some of the videos were funny and the kids were laughing and then taking the cheese and eating it and whatever. Mm-hmm. So as Kathy just that's described... It. Like, that's, that's it. Ba- that's the story, is throwing cheese in the Parents were face. taking slices, slices of American cheese. Seems to be American. I never saw any yeah, other yeah. type of cheese. <laughs> yeah. uh, and would sort of lob it we'll and see it. if it could it would stay on the baby's face. Yeah, uh, and, and that was. <laughs> I initially when it, when I when I read what people were doing, I'm like, wow, what happens? Does the baby get all confused and they can't get it off their face or whatever? No, just sticks their face. They just sit there and then yeah. they grab it and uh, there you go. I mean, some uh, of the babies are laughing, and that's what makes the cute video. But then there were moms who were like, this is terrible. Oh, you shouldn't yeah. be doing this. Yeah. Well, I could see if you were using blocks of cheese yeah. and cheese wheels. <laughs> Something that might yeah. actually cause I think pain. That, yeah, or, or, or death. I mean, if you throw it improperly, you might you know might poke them in the eye or something. Yeah. Or, or bubbling be, cheese, no. like a fondue. Yeah, right off of the, you know, <laughs> if, if you happen to cook it right then Then you're there. dealing with issues. Now, I, as I was thinking about this, no one replicates a baby... More than I do. Okay. I mean, I think I am, for tossing purposes, I yeah. think I am the penultimate target. Well, then we should try this. Right? On you. That's why we have the stack of cheese here. Do you, would this you is like? a lot of cheese. This is way more than we need. <laughs> well, we may want a piece or it's two a good pound ourselves. of cheese here, probably. <laughs> uh, did you want me to, like, sit in a sit in one of the chairs and you want to Put throw them in a light chair. Yeah, yeah. yeah we can sit in one of our guest chairs. First, though, let yeah. me try throwing one from here. Can you do it? I don't think so, right, but I'm going to try it. I think you can. Steve's way away. No, try it's, it. Okay, I'm going to try it. He's in the other side of the room. Got my headphones. Okay. <laughs> you ready? Here we go. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> oh! Very close. Very close. <laughs> one more. Close. Right. One more. Here we go. Right. Oh! oh Last one. Th- third time. Go overhand. And then I'm done. No, I'm not going to. I can't do it. you got to whip it like a Frisbee. Here we go. Whip it good. Oh! oh God, I'm so close. No, yeah, I'm so close. Again. One more. One more. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yes! Oh, hit him. I smacked him in the face. It didn't <laughs> stick. I'm probably too far All right. away. All right. You want to do it more properly? All right. So it will stick. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it where somebody's closer to you. Kathy, you always want to throw cheese in Steve's face? I always want to throw cheese at Steve's face. I would think think like a... uh... Yeah, like like lob it. That's what Preston was doing. Yeah, I was. It's just I'm a little too far away. All right, ready? All right, Kathy. (laughs) See if it sticks on Steve's face. Thanks. I need extra cheese. Hold on. We're just tuning in. It's the cheese challenge. 
Ready? Yep. All right, here we go. Here we go. Ready? Oh, nope, oh she missed. I got it, I got it. Oh. All right, it hit him on the bridge of the nose, but it didn't stick. Lick it first. No, oh, lick it first. And now she's trying an overhand. It doesn't work that way. She just, Steve, she just licked it. By the way, she totally throws like a girl. She steps with the wrong foot and How throws forward. stepping with the wrong foot? Are you serious? Your left foot should go forward if your right hand is throwing. Damn it! Have you never thrown cheese at an adult man? She, it keeps ricocheting off of him. Um, like stickier cheese. Ah! No, it's not working. We're literally going to go you? through that pound yeah. of cheese. You're yeah, like, I know. Let's use some of the used pieces because <laughs> we're going to be out of that cheese. Take your headphones off, Kathy. All right, okay. All right. I have a feeling that the cheese is too cold. And and right. it, it may need to temper a little bit. You want me to sit on it for a little bit? Room. Yes, Casey, please sit on the cheese. All right, here's a toss. It hit her in the it's face. And it did not stick. It's not sticking. Steve also, the <laughs> by the way, all the, the videos that I saw had the orange variety yeah. of uh, that, you know of American You're cheese. Right? That is stickier. It is. It's a little it's a little more malleable, you know yeah. what I mean? Individual packeted. What about here? Wrapped, yeah, individually right. wrapped, yeah. Slices. What if I were to lay down on the ground and you lob it? Well yeah, that would work. Okay, I'd lay down. I would think. Yeah. Go for it. By the way, there's another challenge, and we could try it because I, I don't have vans, but I have van-like shoes on where if you throw them, they, they never land on their tops. They yeah. always land soles right. down. Th- this was another one that was making the rounds a week or so ago. They're yeah. just doing the challenge. What are they here. doing? T- describe. Oh, I can't right. see it. So Steve is lying down like he's in a coffin. Uh, right. Kathy is unable to hit his face even though she's standing at his feet, and she's trying to... He's really tall. Yeah. yeah, he is tall. You're right. So that's got to be what the issue is. Steve, do you think it would help if you had a Roman helmet? That one hit his uh, hit him in the eye and bounced right off. That one missed his head completely. Now she's picking one off the ground and tossing that. None of these are working, Preston. See how fun this is? This is an abysmal <laughs> failure. Let me just throw it. All right. Let Casey try. Did it. And did it stick? She didn't do it. She placed it on his face. She's a cheater. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't see this as being entertaining with the baby. Or the listening audience. (laughs) Or the the radio listeners. (laughs) Or anything along those lines. He was just eating cheese now. Some people are texting and say it needs to be it needs to be room temperature craft singles. These are these are refrigerated. Uh yeah. These are from a restaurant. (laughs) Oh, it's not that easy, is it, Casey? But I'm I'm getting closer. I am getting closer there, Kathy. Now, this would not work with Casey or Nick or me because of the facial hair, I think. Ah. Maybe it would. Are you sure? Pretty certain. Are there any babies in the office? <laughs> Casey, stick one on your face. Oh! oh! Casey just threw it at Nick. It hit him in the eyebrow, like in the in the forehead region, and it stuck there for a moment. Yeah. I don't know how you did that because he's wearing a hat, too, with a brim on it. Casey, good job. Go ahead. Hit me in the take, face. Take your headphones off. Oh. And okay. your glasses. Punch me in the face. <laughs> your glasses. I don't want oh, to get a face. Yeah. Go ahead. You got this. Oh, oh. Was a good toss, I felt Steve. it. I had my eyes closed, right. but I did I feel it. One. Grazed his go. head. Uh, that hit me in the chest. Hard. Yeah, this won't stick. I tried. Oh, it stuck I, on your forehead. Hey, it finally right, got warm hey. enough. Success. It finally got warm enough. I myself, though. Let me try. Uh, you know what? Let's. It's um, hard to throw cheese. Let's keep the cheese out for a second, and let's go we'll to. Come back to we'll, this. we'll come back to it. Well, you know, let it warm <laughs> up a, just a tad. Right, more science. You want yeah. me to throw my shoes? 
Yes. And see if that works. Like these are not officially Vans. These are my Eddie Van Halen shoes. How about your car keys? Uh, will they land? I don't know. Right, well, so. I think it's okay. What? No, I, I, it maybe it'll work, but I think it's the the weight distributed in the way the Vans are made. Maybe I'm gonna throw them over there, Nick Murphy. Watch out, all the way over by you. Okay, Just throwing them up in the air, and yeah, Dude, they landed sails down, both of them. Yeah. No way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no way. Let me try it again. Oh, Casey just threw him. What there you the... go. What? What? <laughs> what is this? One last one. Here we go. And uh, no. Ah! One of them's upside down. All right. One of them is upside down. What does that mean now? Uh, it means that uh, we no longer have to observe daylight savings. Here we go. <laughs> Wait. It only happens on the first day of daylight savings time. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Adrian uh, from our video department just threw her shoes. And are those vans? Yeah, and what happened? Bunch of crap. Oh, Bunch of, no it's, way. See, it's like the dude perfect guys. They just film it perfectly every time. Yeah, Those are the only liars. one they show. Effing liars. Lying sons of bitches. All right. Anyhow, I hate these things. I hate these little Viral, fans. stupid. Yeah. That, you know, that it wasn't right. It wasn't accurate. It didn't work. Stupid babies, stupid people. Do you let's, guys, let's go back to planking. <laughs> planking was, now that was something legit. Well, mm-hmm. the bottle challenge, that water bottle, it's not a challenge. Can, can the you water do it? bottle flip. Can I mean, try it. No, I don't want to try it. Uh, that, by the way, that bottle's way too big. But it's still a thing. I'm still watching kids do that. You sounded like Mikey from the Life Sierra commercial. Yeah. I'm not going to try. I'm not going to try, try it. Well, I've done it. I've totally done it before. Okay. All right. So we believe, if we're going to just re-examine why this was an, uh, an abysmal failure, we believe the cheese was should should be room temperature. And as you did observe, Preston, I'm looking at some of the videos. The cheese is always of the. Um, other kind, not this is uh, this is the white cheese, and that's yeah, yeah. Uh, and one thing that everybody on the text boards agree this is really stupid, yes. Well, so, we can certainly you. agree we with that. We appreciate that. <laughs> oh I thought God. for sure a baby head like my own would be a perfect receptacle, it would but, be, yeah. But you're, no. you're, I mean, you're you're fresh, you're <laughs> smooth, I have a little bit of the you know, the natural oil of a human head, right? I mean, it's all the things are in place. Oh, well, <laughs> basically, a large old baby. Hey, there's a, a, a subject I would like to uh, throw out on the air because we're about ready to, to get into warmer temperatures. But we did have, and listen, we've gotten so lucky this season, Steve. Knock, knock on wood. I think we're going to be fine. I don't think there's going to be any major snowstorm from here on out. I think, we're, listen, I don't believe in jinxing. So anyhow, I don't care that I said I believe it. in planking. I, I don't think that we'll, we're going to get anything. But And we've only had, what, maybe three Real severe cold snaps. It didn't even last that long anyway. I mean, you and compared that was about to it last year. Yeah, I mean, which was miserable. I think we. I agree, President. I don't. I don't believe we're going to jinx. I think we're going to eke out a pretty decent winter. But there's a. Uh, but but I, I. Ever since I noted this one guy, I've seen several people, and uh, there's a guy that delivers to my Wawa every morning. And when we had one of those cold snaps, yeah. And I mean, when I was in the car, it was the temperature was reading around 13 degrees. And the guy shows up, and I just notice, I'm like, he's wearing shorts. And he's in and outside all day long. Is it a delivery guy? Delivery guy, yeah, at, at a Wawa. And he was wearing his shorts. And I go, I was like, even today, you know? He's like, no, never. Always shorts. Always. And there are some people that can get, I, I don't think I could do it. I don't yeah. think I could physically, I think I would shiver out of my absolute skin if I were to do so that. So you take it around... 32, 35 and up, I, it, when I go hiking, now mind you, I'm moving. 
I'm exercising. I will wear shorts occasionally yeah. if I'm out on a trail. I'm moving. And, and you know, I'm not going to stand around like that and I'll get in the car. Mm. But I, I don't get it. When I see people who are doing some somewhat sedentary things outside or just the clothes they wear out and about. 15 degrees, wearing, man. Wearing shorts, man. I, I think your your nuts would freeze. It's really Especially cold. if you're a guy. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, I, I know a few people that do... Um, <laughs> Yes, especially if you're a guy yeah, yeah. Uh, that do wear shorts year round, but it, it's not like they wear them all the time. Like my, my older brother, for instance, he is a year round kind of guy, but it's not like he only wears shorts year year round, right? Like he, he goes to work, he has to wear pants, and and so he does that. And and it, uh, at work, he takes always, his shirt off. He's but, not always wearing shorts. But I, I'm fairly certain Bob the Brewer, the guy from um, uh, Iron Hill, Iron Hill Thomas and Two SP, I'm fairly certain he is every single day. Shorts guy. Without fail. Without fail. Okay. Do you think it has anything to do with delivery drivers? Because their uh, occupation by its very nature is um, precarious when it comes to the weather. They have it the, among the worst in the summertime. They Often those delivery trucks don't have AC. Yeah, they're always paying for it no matter what it yeah, is. Yeah, and, and in the wintertime, uh, you know, vice versa. So I'm wondering if they get used to it or if they just don't care. I'm, I'm curious as to whether or not. Or are they indicators the op- of a bold new direction for humanity? No, I mean, I'm wondering if the occupation has anything to do with that decision. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, I would imagine that they would be freezing in the winter, so they would want, you know what I mean? They would yeah. want to switch over, and then in the summer, they're hot. They have to put the shorts Listen, on. Listen, there's no two ways about I th- Do we all, you, we, I love wearing shorts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love, shorts are wonderful in the summer. The, the nonsense involved with the winter equipment, coat, gloves, hat, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and shorts, you can put them on. In fact, you can wear shorts for a lot. They're, they're wonderful. But honestly... When you're in the code blue situation and you're still trucking around in your shorts, there was a guy in in my old neighborhood who I lovingly refer to as this miserable piece of ass. Oh, okay. <laughs> the guy in your neighborhood? The old neighborhood, yeah. No one liked him. Uh, and uh, he, But uh, he was obese, and I, I always wondered if that was a decision born more out of the in- inability to find jeans that that fit fit, or what the deal was. But not only was it shorts, it was a t-shirt in bitterly cold. No kidding. Bitterly cold. I don't get it. Uh, My cousin is from Wisconsin and wears shorts every single day of his life. He he wears it all year round, shorts, and it's freezing there. They got a lot of snow Mm -hmm. and he still, even when he goes out to shovel, he will put boots on. He'll what? put snow boots on. Yeah, but he has his shorts on, and then he'll cover up, have, you know, jacket and all that, hat, gloves, but always oh, wear yeah. shorts. But we talked about it. It's not just – there was that, that song parody about the guy who who refused to ne- never not mm-hmm. wear shorts, and it was all it was all his, his thing. But I think at a certain point, what that song, po- song pointed out, I think, brilliantly, is that for, I think, a number of these people – it's sort of a declaration of individuality, even more than just the comfortability, yeah. or yeah. that they really just like. I think they're they're making a statement. Look what I can endure. But mm-hmm. ultimately, I guess if your extremities are covered, then you're fine, right? I mean, like if you're wearing just a pair of jeans, but or, your or legs or, are your extremities. No, your feet are your extremities. Yeah. Your feet, your head, and your hands. If you got those covered, you're probably. I mean, if it's. If it's if it's fifteen degrees out, it's going to be cold. If you're wearing jeans or not wearing jeans, I, have I been wrong all my life? I always thought extremities were your arms and legs. No, no. Casey says it's just your feet, your, your head, feet and your hands. And hands. Yeah, okay, I didn't know that. I don't know if that's true, but yeah. Um, I want to go to this guy. Uh, Ryan is on the line because it says here he wears shorts three hundred and sixty-three days a year. I want to know why the two days. <laughs> well, 
he takes off. Uh, Christmas. I'm, I'm going to go to Ryan. Hey, Ryan, good morning. Hey, Snortort. Uh, Snortort yeah. to you. Ryan, yeah. three, 363 days a year? Yeah, usually about on average, unless there's about like a foot of snow where, you know, my, my uh, calves are going to be getting snowed on. Yeah? Uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm in shorts. Uh, I'm a delivery driver. I fill vending machines. Okay. Uh, my, my brother also is, but he's a pussy, and we'll have about 15 <laughs> layers of clothes on. <laughs> so, Is it because um, you're just adept to that temperature, or, I mean, don't you ever feel really cold in the legs? No, no, as long as my ears and fingers are covered, I'm good. So uh, I, I sort of hear what you're saying, because I can be out if you're moving around, but let me ask you, were you outside and not working? And just standing around, sedentary, with shorts on, wouldn't you start to feel cold after a while? Uh, eventually, maybe after, you know, I'll be outside, though, with my kids sledding and stuff in shorts. So. <laughs> in, wow. I, and I bet you your kids just love that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my dad, as I mentioned many times on this show, would wear shorts and an overcoat. And he looked like he looked like a flasher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Uh, let me go next to Jim. Hey, Jim, good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy, what's up? Hey, I just want to let you know, a friend of mine, he he does the same thing, shorts and t-shirt all year. He doesn't even own a jacket. We went to a Eagles game. It was like 20 degrees out. I'm in thermals, almost a parka coat. I'm freezing my butt off. And he's just sitting there fine. All he had was a baseball hat on to protect his so, head. That's so, it. Jim, do you? So, at that point, you would have to believe him if he's there for the duration of a game and he's telling you he's fine. You would have to believe he's fine. But, I mean, do you. Yeah, well, like, do people just have, like, I'm always cold. I know that. You yes. know what I mean? Like, I'm just a cold, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, a cold person. So where you guys, you're wearing a T-shirt right now, and yes. I'm freezing know, in the studio. Yeah. Like, my hands are are physically cold. So is it the other way around where I people just people are like. I think some people run hotter, yeah. I, yeah. I tend to run hotter. I, I'm, I'm just, I, I pulse with the Latin beat. No. <laughs> I, Me I, too. That's weird. Kathy, <laughs> some people have a frozen heart just like you, <laughs> and they just they never warm up. No, I I don't know. Maybe so. Maybe it's just there's there's something in the nerves. I, I, I don't know what it is. The, the the difference between Claire and myself. So, you know, I, I always have a fan. Well, you have a fan on in the room. You are, yep. I would tend to think you would run a little bit hotter. Not really. No, it's just it. it I, I mean, I have the blankets there. I can warm up if I need to. But when out and about in the in the elements, I choose warmth over coolness anytime. I will sometimes glow red, Preston, and I actually have to stop myself from exploding. But then again, I was part of the extremist. <laughs> uh, let me go to Chris. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Hey, how you guys? You guys rock. Thank you, Thank Chris. You. you want to tell us about your grandfather? Yeah, my grandfather. I'm 22 years old, and he's my whole entire life. He's worn shorts and. <laughs> In the wintertime and everything, he'd always wear shorts. And the older he got, the shorter shorts used to get. Oh, oh my God. God. So was he like yeah. like a Daisy Dukes by uh, by 70? Yes, that is exactly how it was. <laughs> it was bad. And he used to never wear a shirt. So he used to be this tan guy with his big gut hanging out. Chris. It was awesome. Chris, is he still with us or did he pass? Uh, no, he passed away. How, how, how old was he when he passed? Uh, he was 70. Ooh, young. Okay, so maybe he yeah. should have dropped the level on that yeah. shorts. Yeah. yeah, but please tell me at least he wore socks and pulled them all the way up on his calves. <laughs> yeah, but actually he did. Two socks and the white Walmart shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if you're going to be classic old guy, that's the way to do it. Black socks. He only wore, he only wore uh, uh, pants when he got uh, 
sick during the wintertime one year, and that was because my grandmom forced them to. Wow. There was a guy growing up Thanks, uh, in uh, in East Northport. He wore he would wear black, what appeared to be black dress shoes, black socks, and Bermuda shorts. Mm-hmm. That was his look. <laughs> all, well. the, all the time. Uh, I think only in the dead of winter would you see, but that was his, his thing, and I guess that's... This is who I am, you know? Let me go to Scott. Interesting. Hey, Scott, good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing? Good. What's up, buddy? Listen, I've been wearing shorts, I think, far as back I can remember. I was like 10 or 11. Um, I do snow removal in the winter. I wear shorts all year long. The customers and people that work with me think I'm crazy. When I was in uh, grade school, the teachers would buy pants for me and send them home with me, thinking I was like four <laughs> that you couldn't afford pants. So this would be in the in the winter time when when one should be wearing long pants, and they bought some for you. Yeah, and my mom was like, "What are you telling the teachers?" And I'm like, "Nothing. They're just sending me home with clothes." <laughs> That's really funny. So you're just you're probably one of these people because again, I think my my endurance. There's a there's a picture of my wife and I on our on our. Uh, the late honeymoon in Alaska, we're on a cruise ship, and she is bundled up, and I am in shorts and a, and a shirt. It was it was about sixty eight, right? I mean, sixty eight is that's okay for shorts. We were by glaciers, yeah. but everyone thinks I'm like this in, incredible freak of nature that I'm withstanding all this cold. If, if no. my if my core, if my fall. chest area, yeah. and my my neck is warm, I'm pretty good to go. But I, I can't see myself out in snow the shoveling de- in shorts. The dead of winter. Yeah. All right, so I, I don't know if I believe this or not. This is a text from somebody that says, I don't own a coat and uh, in, I shovel snow in bare feet. No way. No coat. And that is uh, Cindy in uh, Booth Wynn. Uh Kudos to you, Cindy. Yeah. yeah. I don't... Uh... Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that lady shoveling with no shoes on? That's just crazy. I just like it. Let me go to Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Thanks, oh. Mike. What's up, buddy? Hey, okay, so this all started when I worked for UPS. Yeah. Uh, back in 1994. UPS has kind of a one-size-all-fits mentality. Mm-hmm. I would get a pair of pants, stoop down to pick up a package, rip the crotch out. <laughs> okay. After I don't know how long of doing that, I switched over to shorts. In my personal life, my home life, you know, work life, everything, all I wear is shorts constantly. So, so Mike, let me let me ask you this because I had a friend for, who uh, who was a, uh, in a delivery service. I think he worked for FedEx for a um, short amount of time, and he would end up wearing shorts year round. Is this indicative of a lot of delivery guys? Some of the guys I know, uh, yeah. we had we had a manager that came through a while back. I don't work for UPS any longer, but uh, we had a manager that came through a while back that implemented a you must wear pants policy. So they ordered me pants. I ordered them like three sizes too big. I put them on in the parking lot, walk in, punch in, get in my truck, drive out the gate, pull over, take the pants off, work the whole day in shorts. <laughs> Before I came back in, I put the pants back on, walk through just to play their game. Um, I own one pair of pants. They belong to a suit that I wear when somebody dies or yeah. somebody gets married. And that's the only pair of pants you own? That is the only What, pair what of do pants you do I now own. that allows you to wear shorts all day long? Uh, I'm actually injured, so I'm okay. not, you know, but... Uh, so you're saying if you get injured, you can wear shorts? Yeah, but I was in the landscaping field, so okay. I, I'm outside, Yeah, you know, always. Wow. All right, I can thanks, see man. that. You know, especially the UPS uh, the UPS deal. My, my my older brother drove for UPS for a while. I mean, the, the shorts are the thing. They're known for wearing the freaking shorts. Yeah, you know? 
A friend of mine, uh, when she picks up her kids at daycare, there is a dad who comes uh, every day with no shoes on. And it, we had the snow day a couple of weeks no ago. No shoes? No shoes. Uh, she, I, I can show you a picture. She sent me a picture of him. So wait a minute. On a snow day, when mm-hmm. when, it's at, when day. there is snow on the ground, this guy comes walking in with no shoes no on? No shoes on to get his kids from daycare. Who's who's the mother, Elsa? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know them. It's my my friend. The kid goes to school with my friend's kids. Do you want to take our shoes off? <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, you see, and you guys know me. I'm not a, uh, I'm not a clean freak or anything like that. Yeah. That's insane. But there's, walking there's around barefoot all the time, your feet get really disgustingly well, dirty. And in the well, picture she sent me, his feet are dirty. They're black soles. Outside yeah. black is soles. not clean. That's yeah. the big, the big secret. Uh, wow. That's. Hang uh, on. Let me see that. Yeah. This is a, this is a, a shot of the guy walking around in. Yeah. He's a yeah. lunatic. He's he's wearing a, a winter hat. He's wearing a jacket, long pants, and his balls are completely black, black. on the bottom. He's and like that, an outdoor and, cat. And he comes up. He comes that way uh, to pick him up all the time? Yeah, like she doesn't see him every day, but she says when she sees him, he has no shoes on. There are people uh, who, for, I guess, foot issues or whatever, you know, there's people that run barefoot and stuff yeah. like that. Which... I think that's kind of, that's pushing it. Yeah, that's a bit much. Now I, I've been wearing these super cool new socks. Yeah, that have the, there there are no toes in the socks, Didn't... and and they're and they're really comfortable. That sounds interesting. What's the the idea behind that? That allows them to breathe a little it bit allow, more, or something it's like that. Better for so I do a ton of hiking. Yeah. So after a while, your feet start to hurt. It's a little, little bit compression, but they don't. Regular socks, when you're hiking up and down different terrains, the sock will pull in the yep. shoe and pull your toes back. I know what you and mean. And I find that hurts. Yeah. So uh, these socks eliminate that. Ow! Ow! <laughs> My hiking toe! Do you remember we had the, uh, on, on the uh, Love You Hate You line one time, I think it was on Love You Hate You line, there was a guy complaining about people, or maybe it was on, on the Bizarre File, that they, like, acorns were on their sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, And yeah, he, yeah. he contacted the, the Homeowners Association to have people come Because it hurt. Because he liked to run barefoot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shut up. Yeah. You're outside, run, dude. Put run with the broom. Yeah. yeah exactly. They're outside. Yeah. Do you complain in the forest? There's no way I could see not wearing <laughs> shoes, especially, I mean, mm-hmm. in the wintertime. Let me go to one more call here. I'm going to go to Tyler. Hey, Tyler, good morning. <laughs> ah, what's up, Tyler? So, uh, back in high school, one of my good friends, he was originally from France, and his dad was a free-spirited guy, as I'm sure you could imagine. And he used to typically wear these really, really short shorts around the house. And um, the reason was because his job was to build these robots that would package ice cream. So he had to work (laughs) in zero-degree temperatures all the time, so he was really used to it. And at home... I will package that ice cream. At home, they had two horses to take care of. So in the wintertime, I'd be over there hanging out with him. I'd look outside in the snowstorm. I'd see his dad outside, like, carrying bales of hay and dumping water, you know, to feed these horses in these really, really short shorts. Like, it was no big deal for us. You know what, Tyler, though? Oh. If you stop, if you watch the movie Everest, or if you've ever seen movies on, on mountain climbing, they're uh, – you know, they they show a scene in nice. Everest where Jake Gyllenhaal is is there, and they're they're at the first base camp, and they get there like a month and a half early to climatize. So he's sitting outside with his shirt off in shorts to to get his body acclimated to yeah. the cold. So I guess after over a long term, yeah, you can train your body to maximize heat and not be so 
you know, uh, responsive to the cold. We've talked about the movie Free Solo uh, a few times over the last few weeks. It won an Academy Award for Best Documentary. And there's a sort of a non-prequel uh, to that movie called Meru. It's uh, about the same guy, same filmmakers, and they, they climb this uh, mountain, and it's it's a sheer face. Anyway, the point that I'm, I'm going to make is that they get this thing called trench foot. And I'd never heard of it before, but basically it's long exposure to damp and cold temperatures, like really cold temperatures and really damp. And they're climbing this sheer face of this mountain called Meru. It's M-E-R-U. Steve, they showed their feet after the climb was over. It's it's not frostbite. It's like damp foot. Like fungus? Not even it a peels, fungus. Right? It kind of peels off. It's it's so unbelievably gross. And I just is, like, it, is there any correlation foot. to trench mouth? I don't know. That's a good question. Okay. But uh, in, in this documentary, these guys, all three of them had it. And when they got down, and it was just because they'd been wearing protective foot gear, socks, boots, the whole nine, well, the, for days on end. And well, they, they got really, really cold and really, really wet. With your description now, I know why they didn't go ahead with the Footloose sequel called Trench Foot. Yeah. Trench Foot. <laughs> you got you to gotta have feet. Trench, trench feet. feet. Mm, yep. Slimy, disgusting feet. Trench feet. Trench feet. <laughs> wow. Right. Everybody foot, everybody foot, trench foot, everybody foot, everybody foot, trench, 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 trench foot. Wow. All right, interesting, though, but we're going to, I mean, it's going to be legitimately shorts weather in the near future. If it gets up to, like, 65 on Friday, it wouldn't be crazy to see somebody at least outside exercising right, or something. When I'm hiking today, I'm in yeah. short. I'll be in shorts. Today you yeah, will be? Yeah. All right, yeah, it's going up to about 55 or so. Hey, uh, we're going to wrap up those calls and this segment, but we have Want to do the cheese thing again? We have, well, yeah. that's what I was going to say. <laughs> We have uh, we have the oh! actual orange cheese now. Chuck it at my face. Orange American cheese or individual slices that have uh, I've warmed them up in my hand. All right, are uh, you sure? You yeah, yeah. yeah let's them, try, now let's do it. We have it here. Why I don't want to do ass. To I face. can already tell this feels sticky. Oh, all right, all right, all right, Steve. St- all, right, all right, take off your headphones. All I'm right. going to get a little closer this time so I can ensure that I get a good shot at you. All right, lean in a little bit. All right, ready? Here we go. Yes. I hit him right in the mouth, do it again. Do it again. and it stuck for a second. All right, here we go. This is much <laughs> better. Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes! It, it works. So we were right. Yes. Right on his face, and Steve just spiked the cheese. Goddamn right. Spiked the cheese. That the was band. the difference, Preston. You're right. That's spiked a band. We had cold, cold, white, soulless cheese. Writing that down. <laughs> Writing that down. Spike the cheese. Okay, anyhow, thank Spike you uh, for uh, for being here for that wonderful moment here. Now go tell your children about what you heard. Please do. Yeah. Spread the word. We can't let this day go unforgotten. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. If you don't know what our Word of the Week prize is, we'll bring you up to speed on that whole thing in just a little bit. Stay with us. This 93.3 WMMR audio on demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville has everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional info. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? Taking time for yourself isn't selfish, it's self-care. Schedule a massage or facial at your local Hand & Stone Massage and Facial Spa with a relaxing massage or refreshing facial for just $59.95 for first-time guests. Visit one of their 50 area locations or handandstone.com. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Story that you sent me, actually, Kathy, was kind of interesting over the weekend. Um, we'll agree that uh, Elf on the Shelf... 
pretty brilliant idea for yeah. whoever came up with that. That was uh, Einstein. A lot, of, a lot of fun. I didn't know Einstein yeah. came up with Elf on the Shelf, but he's a smart guy. He's smart. So I totally understand that. No, uh, so there's a there's a new thing like that. I don't know how to put it otherwise, but uh, it's called Peep on a Perch. Mm. Oh, okay. Knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> Knock thought, it off. I thought your response <laughs> yep. on a might be like that. Eat, I, I implore you to not purchase anything related to peep on the perch. But it, it's the same as the elf on the shelf. Well, uh, yep. it comes with a story and, yep. you know, the whole the whole deal. Oh, yep. Did your so, show up already, Kev? Uh, no, I just saw this. Okay. So it's a plush toy chick. Uh, that can be enjoyed long before Easter Sunday. The picture book sure it can. tells the tale of how the peep helps the Easter bunny every year to make a special celebration for kids around the world. What better way to reinforce to your child that it's under constant surveillance <laughs> all way, year long? By the way, parents... Uh, Turn off if the kids are around because uh, yeah. I, I, like, well, we're I, gonna know, I was going to say something else that yeah. I like caught my for real. Turn turn this off uh, if if the kids are around. We'll give you you know about five seconds to do that. But I'm a I'm a chick. Eventually, <laughs> no, you're not a chick. No, you're not. Eventually, you get tired of having to move something every damn day. Yep. Um, and if you forget, it's yeah, it's it sucks. It's Mommy, cute. the peep on the perch is in the same place it's, today. I know, it's drunk. It's, and, and by the it's way... It's cute at first. Yeah. And then after a while, it just becomes a colossal pain. I, I, I bet you, for for younger kids, I think you probably have to move it less when they're in college, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I still uh, want notice people on the perch still in the refrigerator, Mommy. <laughs> Screw social media for getting really, really cute and inventive on... on where these, uh, I'm going to talk about the elves, where these the elves things. go every single night and, uh, you know, just make, making it's helpful. It gives little... the other elves ideas. Actually, it does. No, oh, I know that. I know that. But then just even moving it from one uh, stocking to another, you forget about it. And then when I see that stuff on social media, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm the worst. I'm the absolute worst at this. Some people are very creative. Yes. Yeah, no you know, question. like who does a good job? Uh, Adam Joseph. From ABC with yeah. his his kids, and if they're listening, please do not. I can imagine they would be. But you see little footprints around that they're put oh, down, yeah, and yeah. all this stuff, yeah. and it's like it's adorable. Mm-hmm. I just wonder if this is actually going to become a thing. Like, do you guys think that Peep this on is a gonna, perch? Yeah, do you think, think it's so. gonna how about go Christ into, on a cross? No, do you think it's going to go to El territory? <laughs> That's what it's about. Yeah. It's up there, it's Jesus Christ who was crucified. <laughs> all right, how do you take the Christ yeah, out of Easter? Take the Christ out of Easter. Yeah. By, by the way, no, nah, it's been replaced with a peep. <laughs> Which sucks, Forgive them, way. Father, because they don't appreciate marshmallow birds. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do, I mean, I'm not going to subscribe to Peep on a perch. Mm. Uh, and they, we do have elves in my house. Um, we have two elves because one elf uh, got lost one time ah. on his way to my house. So uh, another elf had to show up. So now, now there's two. And then two. the other elf got there. And then the other elf. And then went, there was a brutal fight, <laughs> wasn't his, it? Well, so I'm wondering this. And. Uh, because my kids are at, Peep on a they're, perch. they're getting to an age where the elf on the shelf doesn't mean anything to them anymore. Right. So I'm wondering if it maybe it don't sh- impress me much. I'm wondering if my elf on the shelf situation should end in a murder suicide. If they just <laughs> got up one morning and there's a scene. <laughs> yes. Yes. Casey, no, you know what you need okay. to do? That'd be great. Yes. Re- replace 
can you get a tiny little Chucky doll? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Chucky on the shelf. And yeah. then remove the heads. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Have some peeps with their heads cut off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, fully dismember all yeah. of them, extremities there's, there's, and everything. There's a new observer. Um, a new watcher. Uh, yeah, so we have we have two elves and a dog. Uh, you put your dog well. up on the shelf? No, the dog came with the elves. Oh. So anyhow, uh, so this is, yeah, this is something new. And, and according to the story... The peep helps decorate eggs, fills baskets, and most importantly, can see all of the acts of kindness that kids do in the days and weeks leading up to Easter. It, it can also spot tumors, early tumors. Does it smell uh, them? Yeah, that would it be can smell them. Wow. No, Par- parents can can perch the peeps chick in various spots around their home to watch their kids. Uh, to, quote, watch over their kids during the Lent season. So this is to make sure that they don't cheat on Lent. So your 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 pact with the Lord God Almighty wasn't enough. You need to have it reinforced by a marshmallow. Uh, children will learn that the uh, the peep is uh, noticing their good behavior from practicing polite manners to helping with chores. As a story, a, okay. As the story goes, the more kindness the peep sees, the happier the peep gets. Sure. The and, people who make them are certainly getting happier. And the more uh, stuff, the more things, I guess, they will get Do you know Easter what, though? Sunday. I don't know. Preston, we've talked about this. And Easter has become uh, a, a sort of a sub-Christmas. It has. With, um, with, with gifts. gifts. They all yep. have. To me, it was always about the confections. It was always about candy in a well, basket, the way Christ had wanted it to be. <laughs> right. He candy spe- in a basket. Specific instructions. Well, let me ask you, After Kathy. I pass and eradicate original sin... <laughs> Make sure you commemorate it with baskets full of candy. Chocolate bunnies. <laughs> and not the hollow Not the hollow bunnies. Not the hollow bunnies. The solid bunnies. And chickens. Kathy, let me ask you. Let Caesar render unto him his chocolate bunny. Because this has gone gone beyond Easter and and Christmas. Kathy, what did Jace get for Valentine's Day this year? Uh, Oh, I did the... um, Remember, I did the uh, Dunkin' Donuts munchkins bouquet. Uh, Did that's you get cute. a present? And a game, Monopoly. Do you want to come over and play? I would love, I love, you know how much I love Monopoly. For for Valentine's Day, I put a thing around the house called Vic in the Hot Tub. <laughs> just a guy in a, with cigars. Oh, oh yeah. okay, nice. Wait, by the way, so I'm just looking um, at Peep on a Perch and at... How much? Uh, it's only like, it's under 20 bucks. It's like 18 something, but um, it's pretty much the limited stock. So it, they're selling out. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. All right, so Casey, besides uh, Christmas... And uh, Easter, which is now becoming beyond what it started as, and mm-hmm. gifts, actual gifts are starting to be incorporated. You're hearing more of Valentine's yeah. Day. In fact, I want to look this up because my friend... What about tax day? Well, Post- that's that was my next question. What, Accountant on the armoire? What other holiday might start to see something like that St. Happen? Patrick's Day? Uh, it, you, gifts? Halloween. Maybe. Know. You know what? Because we usually get like little... You know, gold chocolate coins. Yeah, uh, for the kids. Do you for, for Valentine's they, Day? They arrive. No, no, oh, for St. Patrick's, Patrick's, Patrick's Day. Yeah. So the obvious. All right. So Easter, Valentine's. I don't think you you really have to stretch for the others to be gift based, yeah. right? Uh, I mean, Valentine's I mean? Day is supposed to be. You know, you give your loved one something. Well, so really, it started becoming kind of. No one loves me. St. Patrick's Day sort of started to become a gift thing since my my daughter made a leprechaun trap. Right. Uh, and then it was, and I still have it. It's this big box and it says, you know, it's got a sign that says, you know, gold in here. 
And what's in there? Like a like Smart. a, a well, gun? Nah, it's supposed like a shotgun? To, you're supposed to go in and never leave, I guess, and you, you have them, you, you, you trap them. But, That's adorable. Uh, but now, so so you want to leave something, you know, so like I, uh, some gold chocolate coins or something like that. You know, that whole thing as a kid to help foster that that fanciful perception of the world is a wonderful thing. It's fun. Yeah. But to it me, is. this peep on a perch seems a little too... It's a money grab. It's a money grab. You're like, oh, man. So it's cynical. And yes. it's too many days. Mm-hmm. How long is land? 40 days? Yeah. You're going to move that 40 thing days past for, November. For 40 days? No, I'm not. No. I'm not. You know? No. Listen, I, listen when, when the elves showed up at my house, or the elf, I should say, I was excited. You know, I, you had it someone was, to it, talk it, to. It, it, <laughs> finally, nobody <laughs> listens. Uh, no, but it was uh, it was cute, and 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 then, but I don't want to say it gets old. You just forget. Elves you know? never get old. Oh, yeah. So I forgot about this. Is this legit? Mench on a bench. I think is legit, right? Yes, it is. It's it's the um. It, it's been around for about two years now. Yeah, and mench that, on the bench, and and that's for Hanukkah, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, exactly. I believe so. Yeah. <coughs> hey, so, you know, I totally forgot uh, that Valentine's Day for the last couple of years. This year I didn't do it, but um, I, got, I got the kids, like, huge stuffed animals. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's kind of like the same. You know, they obviously got their chocolate. And, Did they get you uh, anything? Uh, no. <clears throat> Don't they love you? Uh, you would think. <laughs> I give. I hate to bring up a sore point, but so where much. is your uh, your your payback? Well, no. The only reason I'm saying I'm sort of outing myself because I sort of a, a couple of minutes ago was uh, you know <laughs> taking a stance against people buying gifts for their kids for Valentine's Day. But I think I think for, I did the same thing. I think for kids, it's yeah. I I get it. I understand. But the um, the elf on the shelf, I think, is a clear. That's that's a cute thing. That besides that. You want to be under surveillance. You're you're promoting <laughs> you're promoting good behavior, right? Right. That's what you're supposed so you're, to prom- do, yeah. you're in other words, yeah. And you get kids used to being surveilled. Yeah. So I guess the the peep, not unlike the elves, will. So the elves go back every night to the North Pole. Yeah. And, and report and back. Report back right. to so what does the peep do? I assume he goes back to the Easter Bunny every mm-hmm. day. And yeah. uh, and tells Jesus them whether Christ. or not they're expecting something. Yes. I, I hate to be there for that report. This is totally unbelievable, by the way. I, I mean, mean, none of this. I mean, <laughs> talking chickens. Yeah. To I, a talking I was talking bunny? to an elf the other day, and I said, <laughs> "You're not going to believe this." Yeah. Does the Easter Bunny officially live in the South Pole? Because I've heard conflicting no. reports. No, South on Pole. Pole. Hey, hang on. <laughs> okay. If you guys have seen the documentary uh, that came out a few years ago with uh, Santa Claus was uh, Alec Baldwin and and the Easter Bunny, who was played by Hugh Jackman, lived in the South Pole. Oh, that was the Guardians, Guardians of, of uh, Gahul. Or Gahul. Or, yeah. <laughs> no, that. Was the rise of the Guardians. What is it? Rise, rise of, the, of the Guardians. Rise, rise of the Guardians. Yeah, Guardians yes. of the Rise. Which actually was a good movie. I loved it. I thought it was really well done. And uh, but that I, was real. I've heard that uh, the Easter Bunny lived in the South Pole for years, even before that uh, Rise of the Guardians came out. Really? Yeah. I'm really? Not, well, so you mean to tell me a regular rabbit, the way we understand rabbits? Yes. Are uh, uh, capable of withstanding the brutal weather and conditions? Yeah. Of the South Pole. Well, the the reindeer do pretty well in the North Pole. I find that right. hard to believe. The Easter Bunny's magic, so he's totally different. Uh, uh, didn't but didn't the documentary Hop uh, wasn't he at Easter Island? Oh, maybe yeah. you're well, right. The, the island that was named after the Dutch sailor who just figured because yeah. they landed on the island on Easter that that was that's what they would name it. They need to I get love, their story straight, man. I love that movie Hop. It's cute. Yeah. It's okay. It's, I haven't seen it in a while, but yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. It was Russell Brand as the, uh, yeah. the voice of... Is that of, the one with Jodie Foster where she can't speak English? No, that's, that's Nell. Nell. Oh, all right. <laughs> single word, yes. single syllable, so I can understand why you might... How about Nell on a shelf? <laughs> 
Is it for a holiday or just... And it looks... Just, just make it look exactly uncannily like Jodie Foster and Nell. Oh you know, dirty God. with their hair must. Wow. Nell on a shelf. Uh, all right. According to trackeasterbunny.com... Okay. Well, this is a uh, legit source. The Easter Bunny lives in a top-secret location. Contrary to popular belief, the Easter Bunny does not live on Easter Island, remote island located in the uh, southeastern uh, Pacific Ocean. The name Easter Island was given by Dutch explorer Jacob uh, Ragavine, who encountered the island on Easter Sunday, uh, April 5th, 1720. Where's that that golf course you played? It's in... um... Or the, the resort you went to in North Carolina? Was it North Carolina? No, West Virginia. West Virginia. The Greenbrier? And they had the Greenbrier. Yeah. Does the Easter Bunny live in that facility that was originally for... <laughs> they have a bunker a underneath bunker the Greenbrier. Maybe the members of the Senate were supposed to go to during a nuclear... Uh... They could get away with that. Okay. Yeah, maybe. So the Easter Bunny lives at the Greenbrier. <laughs> yes. Well, okay. Green. Sulfur, and Briar, uh, it sounds uh, very bunny-like. Yeah. Uh, White Springs, uh, Virginia. Yeah. Briar Patch. How about Briar Patch. the Yucca Flats, where they were testing? Right, isn't that where they tested the hydrogen bombs? <sighs> where they could it could be there. All right, I have another story. I mean, by the way, this is all unconfirmed. Has Disney ever done? Disney's never done an Easter Bunny movie before, have they? I don't think so. Uh, well, they've done lots of great stuff, but they apparently, I found this very interesting. They are once and for all. Uh, after all of the uh, the company launches, its upcoming streaming services will be opening up uh, the Disney Vault to Disney Plus, which is their streaming service. Uh, I wonder how much this is going to cost. Well, they so at some point fairly soon after the launch, Disney Plus will feature the studio's entire motion picture library, even films which have traditionally been in a vault. Mm. According to CEO Bob Iger, he announced this on Thursday at a uh, investor meeting. Uh, the notion of the vault refers to the company's long-held marketing strategy where films are only made available for purchase on DVD and VHS for short periods of time, or used to be VHS. Uh, the television commercials for the company's films often ended with a tag encouraging users to buy the film on DVD or VHS before it goes back into the Disney vault. Remember when yes. they would do that? So, yeah. uh, in, in three weeks, Bambi's being put away in a vault and will not be available again for 15 years. Yeah, but yeah. I wonder if they'll just make Why? it available to purchase and download and then kind of go back into the vault. Because I read the article, too, and it said... We like, have to be honest. When we originally said that, that, that was just a money grab. Well, it was, definitely, because, yeah. I mean, they would it would cause a panic for people to go out and buy all this stuff And they would. And Kathy, they would. You'd, you'd remember the numbers for these when they'd announce these yeah. various Disney movies going into the quote-unquote vault? Mm-hmm. They would skyrocket in sales. Yeah, Iger didn't specify if the vault strategy would still be utilized for home release. Home That's releases. the door of the vault. Uh, Disney Plus, which is set to launch some point this year, uh, yeah, will primarily feature films and television series from Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Lucasfilm's Star Wars franchise, all of which are owned by the Walt Disney Company, and content from National Geographic will eventually be offered pending Disney's acquisition of 21st Century Fox, which operates National Geographic's cable network as a joint venture with the National Geographic Society. So I, I wouldn't... All the stuff that's there will also be available on, like, Apple TV and 
uh, you know, other other services where if you if you desperately want to see a movie, you just won't have that part of your membership. You get it with the streaming right. cost that you do on Netflix. Oh, look what's here. Uh, but um, I, I mean, look at all they own. Look at how much of pop culture is under that Disney banner. Yeah, that app site. So Netflix is a juggernaut now. There's, it's just untouchable. Disney's going to provide a, a fairly formidable challenge to that. Yeah, and I'm wondering if eventually these, you know, titles that you're saying that will be on Apple and some of the yeah, other yeah. things, eventually they, they tighten they clamp strings on that and, and make it exclusive to their service. Wow. Then, yeah. You know, you're talking Pixar and Star Wars and Marvel, man. Sure. Yep. Uh, Disney's slate of 2019 theatrical releases uh, begin with Captain Marvel, and that will debut on Disney Plus after the run in theaters. So that's where you'll yeah. be able to see it. And then Easter Bunny. Uh, and then Disney is also developing original films and series that will make their debut on Disney Plus. Projects already announced include a remake of Lady and the Tramp um, wow. and a high school musical television series. And the then uh, a, a crime drama called Perp on the Perch. No, then they're doing The Mandalorian, which is a Star oh, yeah. Wars live action series. Yeah, John Favreau is involved with that one. And uh, the guy that we've been talking about lately, Preston, who was in, um, uh, sorry, Game of Thrones, that played, he's a Hispanic actor, Pedro oh, Pascal. Yeah. He played Oberyn. Thank you. Yeah. He's in uh, The Mandalorian. And it's it's a, a bounty hunter story that's uh, apparently related to Boba Fett, but not Boba Fett. kind of looks like him. Boba Fett's cousin? Uh, yes, uh, Andrew Fett. <laughs> Wow, Andy, 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 Andy Fett, Andy, Andy Fett. Fett. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, so that's that's a juggernaut, man. But they're gonna they're apparently gonna release all that vaulted stuff, and that might be the grab that people you know that they're looking for from people. I remember, I forget what comedian did a whole bit about this this vault that you know, and 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 this whole concept of the vault. It just simply meant that they had suspended sales on those things. Yeah, it was like like, like some some Carlsbad Cavern <laughs> cave where. But you know what? Being stored. My mother-in-law had invested so much of uh, her time and then money into getting these VHSs in preparation for grandkids and all that. And now, like nobody watches. People don't even watch DVDs or Blu-rays anymore. Yeah, yeah. Now I do. I do Blu-rays a lot because of the the collector stuff. And there's these special, bizarre things that you can't find in in other ways. But even now, you know, well, if you put on a Blu-ray or a 4K Blu-ray of a movie that you really love and you watch it streaming on Apple TV, I can tell a difference, but it's not dramatic. Yeah, my brother has the collector's edition of all the Disney movies. He'll keep them, the, the oh, yeah? DVDs. Yeah, he has like a whole bookshelf filled with um, all the Disney movies. So I don't know if they'll mm-hmm. be worth he, something Does he pull them out and watch them? Uh, he'll watch him occasionally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He it's Christopher who he loves every film, whether it's a kids movie or you know something else. But yeah, he collects them. Uh, I have one other quick story to run by, and then, then we're gonna have to take a break. But this is uh, this happened uh, over the weekend, so I uh, figured it's worth mentioning. Now, the last surviving daughter of Babe Ruth, Julia Ruth Stevens, died on Saturday. She was a hundred and two. Oh, hundred and two. Wow. So yeah, I was man. watching video of her. Uh, being interviewed about two or three years ago. So what? So what was she? She was uh, you know a, a ninety nine or at least ninety nine or a hundred. She was as lucid. Yeah, I mean it was, it was crazy, and she was a a uh, a big 
ambassador for her uh, her father's uh, legacy. Yeah, she uh, she died on Saturday. She was 102. She wrote three books about her father and was a guardian of his legacy for uh, decades in her 90s. Uh, including throwing out first pitches at baseball games across the country. She did that about seven years ago, and her arm came off. Wow. Uh, She would go to the Baseball Hall of Fame induction ceremonies in Cooperstown, and she appeared at the annual Babe Ruth Little League World Series. Uh, She was 12 years old when she was adopted by Ruth, who she was an adopted daughter, Mm -hmm. uh, when he married uh, her mother, uh, Claire Hodgson. Oh, okay. Uh, So, I got you. Uh, Dorothy Ruth... uh, Peroni was her, I guess her last name, uh, was also adopted by Ruth during his previous marriage. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Dorothy was somebody else. I don't know who that. Well, I don't so, know what you want from me. So in his, fr- <laughs> his first. got to go. What am I? He adopted somebody what else. What am I, a biographer of Babe Ruth? Get off my back. They adopted a daughter, Babe, and his first wife, Helen. Yeah. Uh, and her name was Dorothy. Uh, but Helen, uh, Babe Ruth's first wife, died in a house fire. Uh, in 1929, and then a few months later, Babe married a second person, and that was Claire, and that was the mother of this person that okay. you're talking about that just passed away. You guys ever been to Cooperstown? Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, I no. have. And pretty cool? It's great. I mean, it's it's a really cool town in and of itself. If you're at all uh, into the history of baseball, obviously it's, it's a mecca for it, but it's also just a cool glimpse into Americana, and they have a, a ton of... Uh, baseball movies housed in the um, into the into the shrine in the Hall of Fame, so it's a real it's well worth the visit. You know, a lot of people forget that Babe Ruth plays himself in uh, the uh, the Gary Cooper film. Um, Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to. I, I wouldn't mind getting to Cooperstown. I'm. I'm. I like baseball. I'm not a Mondo fan, but I want to try to get to more museums and things like that. It's a really pretty part of the country anyway, you know, up in that part of New York. And so don't go in the winter because it's uh, miserable then. But if you go in in the summer, it's a nice place to visit. Okay. Well, uh, she's 102, lived a hell of a life. And uh, related to uh, possibly the greatest What what did she wish? What did she pass from? Climbing uh, El Capitan? Yeah, I think she was free soloing El oh, Capitan. It was a mistake. Well, she was motivated. This was by, a mistake. She was motivated by the movie. Yeah. And didn't realize that she wasn't... It looked so easy in the film. She wasn't really qualified. <laughs> Climbing was... Actually, she, she I... fell getting out of the car. To... <laughs> I think having she a film crew made. there... <laughs> Preston. <laughs> All her climbing spikes had tennis balls on the end of them. <laughs> 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 Well, you know, you get certain considerations. I don't want to fall. Daddy. Rest in peace. <laughs> Julie Ruth Stevens. <laughs> We've lost so many to that mountain. It's brutal. Why does it claim so many senior citizens? Wouldn't it be great if you were falling that it actually did sound like... I would love it. <laughs> You know, think of the genius behind that. <laughs> you know, how did they arrive at that, that, those sounds? Uh, the uh, the the Warner Brothers. Uh, I think I think they got it from. There used to be, you know, bombs would make yeah, that sound like that sort of sound when, but when they were the fall. whole thing. And they, but they had to create all that. Yeah. You know. I mean, I watched a cool little. Um, I, I don't wouldn't call it necessarily a documentary, but it was documentary like on how they make sound effects for certain movies. And if you remember right. Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs, that movie, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a whole there's a scene where I, I guess it's 
meat is coming down and, and landing yeah. on on a on a deck somewhere, and the, what they use is just wet rags. Yeah, there's a just, name yeah. for that specific occupation. Yeah, and I forgot. It's uh, they are. Um, God damn it! I, very, it's a very specific name. Nick Murphy. Nick Murphy what is it? He's coming uh, in. He's running. Nick Murphy will let us know. It's pretty. There, there are Foley artists. Foley artists. Okay. Is that right, Nick Murphy? Hang on a second here. What's that? It's Foley artists. Yes. Uh, there's some really cool ones. Uh, there's a guy, Ben Burt. He's a sound designer. He invented the lightsaber sound. Yeah, I got a book by Ben Burt uh, that yeah. uh, Chuck gave me a few years ago, and it's it's an audio book <laughs> of all Star Wars sounds, but uh, he created so many of those. It's really yeah. impressive. Or the TIE Fighters where the uh, lion oh, man explode down really... I, have, I have a great idea. I'm sorry. It yes. just came to me. I, you, but we, we'll have to plan this out ahead of time. You make a noise. And we try to figure out what you're trying to. Because if I were to go, yeah. Kathy's vibrator. Well, that's what I was wondering. Would you think it's a would you think it's a a lightsaber or a vibrator? I want you to have this. It was your father's. It belonged to a wow. radio star named Kathy Ramona. <laughs> this is much more elegant than a light blaster. <laughs> It's a vibrator. More compact than a flashlight. This is a weapon? No, but sit on it. <laughs> You'll enjoy it. That's what we got to do. Exactly. All right. I'm going to I'm gonna think about that. Sound effects that you make with your mouth. And wasn't Don't the, tell uh, us what you're making, the effect you're making. We could do, take some calls on that. That's yes. what we're going to have to do. Okay. We, we should do that. The sound, uh, Nick Murphy, if I'm, if I'm correct, for the... the, the High tension cables, the stabilizing cables. They they beat on it. Yeah, they hit them with a with a. They put like a guitar uh, pickup thing, and then like hit it, and that's what they make like the blaster sound. Wow. Yeah, you know what? When really I was awesome. a kid, uh, I found out you could make that sound by using a slinky. Yeah. Because I yeah. I would hang. Uh, we had a, an open floor uh, second story in our house, and I would hold it all the way down, and if you would like. Flick it, it would go. It would, it would reverberate wow. up and down. It would go. It would yeah, make this. That. Blaster type sound. Anytime there's like a like a cable snapping, they use that for that, like the hanging on a cable thing. Or like Ben Burt did uh, for the Holy Grail, like opening that. He used like his toilet lid in his bathroom to oh, make it. that sound coming across. And like he's like, like the big one was like snakes. He's like snakes don't make a sound. Right. Yeah. So, like, this is pressing your sound effects so, library. He did Plague like. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> he did uh, like a like a casserole and just put his fingers in there, moved it around, and that's how the <laughs> snakes sound like now. Interesting. Could you imagine Star Wars with these sound effects where the door opens up? Plague you. <laughs> and then uh, you may file when ready. Rarry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think Murph's got to do that. So when that door opens up and Darth Vader walks through, oh, yeah. it's like a plague you. Plague him. Plague him. <laughs> All right. Interesting. Uh, listen, I've been told we got to take we a break. Really do. Like, we're really make, we're really making breakthroughs here. No, we got we got to take a break. We'll come back uh, in a little bit. But that's that's a contest <laughs> sometime in the very near future. We're gonna we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us, my friend. <laughs> 93.3 WMMR presents an epic co-headline summer tour with Corn. And Allison Chase. Saturday, August 3rd at BB&T Pavilion with special guests under oath. Tickets on sale now. Ticketmaster.com. Corn and Allison Chain's North American Tour. August 3rd at BB&T Pavilion. Presented by 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, here we go. Zarfa. Now, 
Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre and it's sponsored by Dunkin'. You're in luck. Dunkin' has $2 medium iced coffee all day long, plus celebrate St. Patrick's Day uh, throughout March with Dunkin's delicious Irish cream coffees. America runs on Dunkin'. Excludes cold brew. Participation may very limited time offer. A South Florida man spent what was supposed to be his wedding night in jail after breaking the nose of another man who refused to move out of the way of the beachfront wedding pictures. <laughs> Jeffrey Alvord was arrested after the beach brawl. Uh, Alvord said that he was on the beach getting ready for his wedding to start when Trevor Mooney was sitting in front of the wedding party and blocking the camera's view. Trevor Mooney, huh? Alvord said that he asked Mooney to move, but he refused, so Alvord offered him $20. Alvord said Mooney told him that he would move for $50. <laughs> Uh, when two of Alvord's groomsmen tried to talk Mooney into moving, Mooney stood up in an aggressive manner. Alvord said he felt threatened, so he punched him in the face uh, before the wedding guests separated them. Uh, Mooney provided a sworn written statement to police saying that he'd just been sitting on the beach for hours when three men asked him to move. He said they said that they would give me $10 to move. I said 20 The long-haired guy in the tan suit became irate. <laughs> Someone grabbed me and held me while the guy with the long hair and a bun struck me in the face three times in a row. So one guy's a long hair guy in a suit. The other guy has a bun. Yeah, someone grabbed my belongings and threw them across the beach. Mooney said that he wished to press charges because his glasses were broken during the fight. So it's a couple of different stories there that they have to sift through. He can't see without his glasses. Uh, police said an intoxicated man was arrested Wednesday for lighting bottle rockets inside his home and being uncooperative with officers. Well, shouldn't you be able to uh, light off bottle rockets in your own home? You should be able to do whatever you want to in your own house, right. damn it. Uh, the United States stupid. of America. Exactly. Officers contacted Christopher Vance and uh, witnesses told police that Vance was intoxicated and breaking bottles in front of his home and then lighting off bottle rockets inside they said officers arrived and observed Vance still lighting off the bottle rockets. See, I'd break the bottles inside my home and set off the f- bottle rockets outside. And when they asked him to stop, he refused. He then continued to be uncooperative. Uh, police I don't said, want it. I don't want it. And he was arrested for disturbing the peace and using bottle rockets in the city. It's my own goddamn bottle rocket. A woman has been charged in Malmo, Sweden for squishing a packet of Swedish Gradbular chocolate cream balls into the face of a stranger at the local Ikea. Run that by me one more time. <laughs> what was the food item? It's called the Gradbular, no, I'm sorry, uh, Gradbular chocolate cream balls. They sound good. And they she crushed them into the face of someone at an Ikea. Yes, that is correct. Now, the food at Ikea, we've said many times, is actually very good. Yes. You can't get more Swedish than this story. Uh, the woman was charged with harassment with her victim, a 34-year-old man demanding 7,000 kronor for upset <laughs> cause and 500 kronor more. I want the, some kronor for the stuffing of the balls in my face. For the cost of dry cleaning of his leather jacket. Uh, she had more or less admitted to the action, but she's not willing to pay the damages, the prosecutor said. What the hell you want? The dispute began when the man's daughter, who has a mild mental disability, was holding on to a railing, blocking the way for other customers. While others went around her, the plaintiff, a 34-year-old man, claims that the uh, woman forced herself between the child and the railings. He shouted at her that she was a uh, javla idiot, or a bloody idiot. At first, the woman simply walked on, but 15 minutes later, she decided to find the man and confront him. She eventually tracked him down. 
waiting in the queue at the restaurant, tapped him on the back and asked him if he had been the one who had called her an idiot. When he said he had been, she took out a packet of the creamy chocolate balls, pulled off the wrapping, and shoved them in his face. <laughs> and he didn't like that. So she all this prep time, she's opening up the package and pulling out the balls and getting ready for the face shoving. Yeah. And he just stood there watching? Maybe he wasn't expecting her to well, shove you, You're doing there with them there balls. Those in the face. Did yeah. You, did you guys see that I, uh, uh, the clue on Jeopardy last week where it's illegal to name your baby Ikea in Sweden? No. Okay. I, I, maybe I'm, <laughs> I'm the only one on the show that saw it, but I, I found that, that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I found that fascinating. One last story. Here's another psycho in the news. A woman is facing charges after police said she shot her boyfriend after an argument over his snoring. Units were initially called out to the home in reference to a shooting upon arrival. The 47-year-old Lori Morin and her boyfriend, who is the victim of the shooting, told officers that the shooting was accidental. As officers continued to investigate, they found that the shooting occurred during an argument between the two over the victim snoring loudly. So the victim wasn't snoring at the time. They were fighting over this person's snoring. Correct. Huh. Officials believe the argument escalated to the point where Morin retrieved a shotgun... <laughs> And shot the victim. While it's insane, I know sleep deprivation can make people do crazy things. Both the suspect and victim are believed to have been drinking leading up to the incident. that can also cause it. Uh, The man was, plus this is in Florida. Yeah. Uh, The man was... We're uh, almost obliged to shoot someone for snoring. Taken to the hospital and is in stable condition. Morm was charged with attempted murder and aggravated battery. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file this morning. Taking a break. Give me something to give away. We got oh. beer, right? Yeah, we do have brewskis. I know we have beer every day to give away, so I'm going to give away a case of Yards Brawler. Take call number 17-215-263-WMMR. That is the number. And don't forget, uh, when you are in the mood for a knockout flavor, look no further than Brawler. And it'll get you in the swing of things for spring. Available wherever fine beers are sold, including Springfield Beverage on Washington Avenue in South Philly. 215-263-WMMR. Caller 17. You got it. We'll be right back. Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. The Preston and Steve Show on a Monday morning. A very, very pleasant day today. Our high temperature, 55. It might even go past that, depending on what our cloud cover is later on today. But we're expected to have sunny skies. And uh, by, you know, 2 o'clock this afternoon, it's going to be nice and toasty. Comfort. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll be down to 46. We'll dip down tomorrow, but then back up uh, to the 50s, and that climb continues. Wednesday, 52. Thursday, 61. Friday, mid-60s, which is going to feel fantastic. So, uh, good news in and around the area. Uh, lesson question for today. We give away a four-pack of tickets to the BrickFest Live Lego Fan Experience. Yeah. That's at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center on April 27th and 28th. And there's going to be over a million Lego bricks on display and stuff for you to play with as well. So it's a pretty cool event. Uh, lesson question today. Babe Ruth's daughter died after trying to free solo what mountain? 215-263-WMMR. See if you uh, caught that earlier. Uh, Babe Ruth's daughter died at 102. 102, God bless. After trying to free solo which mountain? 215-263-WMMR. If you heard and you know the answer why, you should call right now because you just might win. We're going to do the 
Trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Let's see what we have going on today. What you got in store, Steve? Well, Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez are officially engaged after he proposed to her on Saturday night. J-Lo took to Instagram to display the ring, which is said to have more carrots than a Bugs Bunny stool sample. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Kylie Jenner celebrating her entrance into the Billionaires Club by dining out with Father Caitlyn Jenner at Nobu in Malibu. Kylie reportedly kept the top shelf champagne flowing while Caitlyn ordered kielbasa and meatballs because she was feeling nostalgic. Oh, my God. And finally, R. Kelly apologizing for his outburst during his interview with CBS reporter Gail King. Kelly says he has nothing but respect for King and would probably never piss on her. Oh, my Don't God. Do it. <laughs> wow. That's your Hollywood uh, let's He's see. a man of respect, Preston. Somebody knows the answer to this question. Uh, Babe Ruth's daughter died uh, after trying to free solo. Which mountain? Two one five two six three WMMR. I'm going to go to Dave. Hi, Dave. Good morning. Hey, if the animals can find the strength, why can't we? Exactly. Well said, sir. Dave, what mountain are we talking about? El Capitan. That is correct. <laughs> she died climbing El Cap. Uh, Dave, hang on. Because for you, we have a four-pack of tickets to see the Brickfest Live Lego Fan Experience at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center. That's going on April 27th to 28th with over a million Lego bricks on display and ready for play. Brickfest is filled with hands-on attractions and activities engineered to inspire, educate, and entertain. Get tickets at BrickfestLive.com. It's music news time. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. I have several stories for you. We'll begin with this. Alice in Chains has released the first two episodes of what's called Black Antenna, a full-length sci-fi film set to the music of the band's Grammy-nominated album, Rainier Fog. Pew, pew, pew! Uh, Those are the sound effects. Yes. The movie was directed and co-written by genre filmmaker Adam Mason, who has helmed an upcoming episode of Hulu's horror anthology series, Into the Dark, as well as a feature film called They Come Knocking uh, for Bloomhouse Films. Uh, Black Antenna tells the story of two aliens, a father and daughter, who drive their beat-up truck across California in silence, speaking only telepathically. The daughter seduces men along the way so that the pair can steal their electronic devices, which the father uses to build a transmitter and send a message to their homeworld. Meanwhile, other darker forces have been discovered have discovered their existence, a plan to wipe them out before help can arrive. I need you to have sex with this guy and steal his phone. Uh, the entire film will be unveiled... What? In eight additional episodes, with each one corresponding to a track on the Rainier Fog album. Uh, the first two are named after the one you know and the title song as well. Give this guy a handy, then take his Fitbit. <laughs> Look, every bit of technology is going to help. <laughs> I'm like, couldn't you just, if you're an alien, couldn't you just use your special powers and steal it that way? Red Hot Chili Peppers will perform their first ever concert in Egypt this Friday. Uh, with the show taking place at the Pyramids of Giza, uh, one of the seven wonder, or, yeah, one of the seven uh, wonders of the ancient world, uh, fans around the globe will have the opportunity to watch as the group has just announced a live stream of the historic event. Uh, the show will start at 2 p.m. Eastern time and can be streamed at the Chili Peppers website. Flea said about the event, my heart is a buzz with the joy of the prospect of performing in Egypt. I'm so grateful and humbled for the impending experience. 
Uh, the pyramids, it's unbelievable. We just jumped at the opportunity. I've They're very old. Always been fascinated by Egypt and that region of the world, and I am so excited to go. I would love to go visit the pyramids. What people tell me when they have gone, and I always ask people whether I know if they've gone or not, uh, is that um, they appear a little bit smaller. Oh. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, then then you have in your mind. Then you I mean, have I'm in sh- your mind. Yeah, I'm sure they're, uh, you but know. Maybe those people are idiots that I'm asking. Unbelievable engineering feats for their time, It's just obviously. amazing and steeped in, in lore and uh, curses and, yeah, you know, yeah. expletives. Uh, lots of expletives, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Chili Peppers recently played on the island of Tasmania for the first time ever while in Australia for the band's first tour of the country in 12 years. Jack White took to Instagram on Friday to demonstrate his unusual mixing process for a new song from his band, The Rock on Tours. It's called Shine the Light on Me. I thought this was really interesting. As White explains in the video, his unconventional technique involves broadcasting the song on an unused FM frequency from a transmitter inside the studio. The band then listens to the broadcast on the radio in White's Tesla outside and gives notes back to the engineer in the control room via a walkie-talkie. So they can monitor it how most people are going to listen to it. Exactly. That's it. a brilliant idea. The band explains this way the artist can mix in real time and hear exactly what the song sounds like on the radio as well. This speeds up the process of mixing greatly and reduces the amount of remixes that occur after artists feel that they've uh, got it in the studio only to listen in the car on the ride home and realizing the kick drum is way too loud. Well, I've done, everyone does this. Anybody who records anything for radio, whenever I record bits or, or anything, um, you, you hear it. I had to get used to how the uh, sound chain here would make certain sounds pop and compress certain sounds. And that's, a, that's actually a great idea to just yeah. get it done right the first time. I've been in a, in a real, you know, top of the line recording studio and almost anything you put through those monitors sure sound great. sounds phenomenal. And then it's a different story when you get into average yeah. uh, systems. That's why it's always good to mix. A lot, a lot of people who mix stuff like that will mix on small, tinny speakers. Uh, it was revealed late last year that the raconteurs were on work of their first full-length album in a decade, which is expected to see its release this year. Stained singer Aaron Lewis ended his solo concert in Oklahoma City early on Saturday night after the crowd refused his plea for a brief moment of silence. But it wasn't for any observation. Uh, Lewis asked the audience to stay quiet so that he could perform a completely unplugged version of the Stained Song intro. But when it became apparent that the concert attendees weren't going to settle down, Lewis got a bit exasperated and said to the audience, Listen, if you don't shut the F up, you can't even hear the guitar. So shut up. I've got three more effing minutes. Three. Can you please, for once... Through the whole effing evening, you guys have talked all effing night. Shut the F up or I'm done. All night long. Woo! And cheers and applause. You effing people. Uh, I'm embarrassed to take your money. Lewis began strumming the song's first chords while continuing to talk to the crowd, saying it's so effing ironic that this effing song is a thank you and I can't get you to shut the F up to hear it. (laughs) Here you are, a group of people out for a good time, and you're emitting the sounds of joy and pleasure, you miserable pieces of crap. After singing the first Thank two... Thank you for coming, by the way. First two lines of the song to the still restless crowd, he stopped, put his guitar down, walked off stage while flicking his cup in frustration. 
Uh, and this is the second time in as many months that he cut one of his concerts short due to his inability to get the audience to stay quiet. Maybe it's not the right song to play in concert. Well, listen to this. In early February, he walked off stage in uh, Texas when he was unsuccessful in convincing the crowd to stop chatter while he performed a song without a microphone. So he wanted people what so quiet that he would be able to sing without a microphone. Knock it off. You know what? The more... He just seems like a douchebag. I mean, uh, I've right never now, met the guy. I don't know. I'm going to play some wine glasses filled with different amounts of water. <laughs> but I'm not going to mic it. And I want you to stay quiet for 20 minutes. Everybody just be quiet. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> why, why does the audience suddenly become a lab experiment for you? <laughs> I tell you what, though, it is interesting. I was I was listening to some live. Um, uh, uh, who was it the other day? Uh, Dave Mason. Uh, no, no, no. Hang on, just a second. Uh, Super Tramp. Oh, and I was noticing that you know, and some of their songs are long and orchestral and have very quiet moments, even in the quietest moments. Even in the um, quietest but moments. But the audience is just paying attention to what they're doing, yeah. and they're not making noise while the performance is going. They're taking it all in. And it, you can tell at the end of the song, then they really start, you know, applauding and so forth. But after all of the music was done, and it may have just been a different time. Or maybe well, you, maybe you need to be a compelling performer. Maybe you have to be a compelling performer. That might be it, too. But he should stop trying just come to on. Get, yeah, they should be quiet. Be quiet. Yeah. You're out. The people are having a good time. You know, there is fans. Stop parading them. Yeah. Just don't play that. It's obviously that song's maybe a little too much to handle. A couple more stories here. Uh, Kurt Cobain's hospital gown from Nirvana's performance at the 1992 Reading Festival is up for auction until March 14th. He famously took the Reading stage while wearing the gown, seated in a wheelchair, pushed by journalist Everett True before attempting to stand and pretending to collapse. The auction house, listen to this, RR Auction estimates the gown's value at about $50,000. $50,000 for a hospital gown. I don't even remember this taking place. No, neither do personally. I. And, you know, I remember a few of the pivotal moments in Nirvana's career. I and I hate hospital gowns because your ass is always hanging out. I didn't know this was a big deal. Well, they give you two now. I know. Back Sometimes. That's, that's a new innovation. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. When you, when you go for a, an MRI or a CAT scan, they will do that. But if you're just doing the regular old, we're going to take a look at yeah. you. Forget it. Flash the hash. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I hate when you sit down on the uh, the little paper mat. You know that and they, you leave a skid marks. No, no. But well, maybe this only happens to me then. When you get up, the paper mat sticks in your butt crack. Yes. yes no, okay. that's a standard. I hate that. Uh, so the gown comes from <laughs> gown comes from a fan who received it from a distraught Courtney Love at a Seattle vigil shortly after Cobain's death in 1994. So fifty grand. Wow. Okay. Uh, we made a concert announcement earlier this morning. I'll reiterate the details. MMR rocks Steely Dan for an upcoming epic three-night stand at the Met in Philadelphia. Uh, the shows will be November 6th, November 8th, and November 9th. And they will be featuring a different album each night. So November 6th, they are featuring Asia. You, you can't... And I don't know if that means every song back-to-back in the order of the, the album. Uh, or if it just means they're going to be uh, playing some highlights from it. I- have you ever seen them in concert, Preston? No, no. Huh? So, I mean, you're talking the creme de la creme of, of like, musicians that go along on their tours. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just amazing. Yeah, over the years, drumming-wise, yeah. they've had uh, Peter Erskine. They've had uh, David Garibaldi. They've had... Uh, Steve Gadd. 
Well, yeah, Steve Gadd as well, and and uh, you know the great Bernard Purdy. There's so many Chevy Chase, top of the line musicians. Chevy Chase initially early on, yeah. Yes. Um, but uh, but I mean, it's phenomenal to see. Obviously, Walter Becker's you know passed away, so mm-hmm. he probably won't be showing up. But the uh, uh, the sound is still there, and what they do, and what Donald Fagan, the music they did is just amazing. Mm-hmm. And and it's you know complex and jazzy, and that's why it, it, it tends to transcend age. You'll see all age ranges at a, at a Steely Dan concert. So they'll feature Asia on November sixth. They're going to feature Gaucho on the eighth, and then on November 9th, it'll be a, a feature of greatest hits. Uh, tickets go on sale this Friday. It'll be at noon via Ticketmaster.com. And uh, you want to listen to Pierre all this week. He will have tickets for the Saturday show to give away. It's a pretty sweet deal. Asia is one of the most amazing songs mm. ever. It's just phenomenal. That whole album yeah. is, is a masterpiece. And one last thing, Free Music Monday. How about we throw some uh, blues at you? I have a chance for you to win a brand new album from uh, guitarist Gary Clark Jr. Oh! It's called This Land. It's out now from Warner Brothers Records. And we'll take caller number 11 at 215-263-WMMR. We'll give that to you for free. So go ahead and give us a call to get the latest from Gary Clark Jr. And that's music news. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. Get ready to wrap this whole thing up. Letter of the day is what we'll get to when we return. So stay put. We're right back. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Monday. It wasn't so tough now, was it? No. Getting up with the uh, the time change. I don't know. Maybe it's going to drag you on for the rest of the day. We'll see how it goes, but hang in there. <sighs> I mean, I, I collided with a few trees on the way in, but otherwise yeah. I was fine. Pretty standard. Early enough. There were... Yeah. No fatalities? Nonetheless, uh, it is what it is, and we got to deal with it. So uh, we sprung forward, and uh, we lose an hour, but uh, we get a little bit later um, sunshine, which we're supposed to see plenty of today. I've seen mainly overcast skies through the course of the morning, but... Uh, well, overcast is the new sun, Preston. Oh, okay, that's what it is. <laughs> overcast is the new sunny? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Um, getting up to about 55 today, uh, 46 tomorrow, then uh, low 50s tomorrow, and then we'll be in the 60s on Thursday and Friday. We'll be out the door headed to uh, Clearwater, Florida, and broadcasting live Friday morning, which should be pretty cool, man. I, I am, uh, honestly, what we experienced last time down there, being able to do the broadcast, and seeing uh, so many friendly yeah. Faces people that just happy people, happy yes. people, yep, and just excited. Listen, it's never been a better outlook, at least for a, my memory or a long time. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 Phils, you know, <laughs> look what's in the. Uh, it's arguably the best off season in Philly's yeah, history. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you can be upset about what's going on. So yeah, yeah we're everyone's looking forward to it. So we'll bring you a little taste of it while we are there on Friday. Just a heads up on that. Uh, one thank you, and that is to Guy Triano, who is here this morning. Yes. Guy is the CEO of the region for the American Red Cross. And the Red Ball is coming up on Saturday, March 30th, and it is at the link. It's a big deal. It's uh, over 30 restaurants, loads of different alcohol vendors. And I, I would imagine the baskets and so on that you have a chance to win are going to be over the top. It's amazing. And, you know, um, at the Red Cross, they call Guy the Stephen Tyler of the Red Cross. I had no idea. Because he's, he's got that rock persona. He does. Uh, but anyhow, they, uh, they're they raising uh, money to help out with um, basically shelters they put in place for people who are misplaced by fires, which I, I didn't know. But uh, according to Guy, there's... Uh, 
essentially about five a day in the Delaware Valley that happen. Not necessarily houses, but just fires in no. general that can put people in at a real inconvenience and loss. And he was describing the facility, you know, the, the amount of people that they can house there. And it's basically for people after their houses have been, uh, you know, suffered severe damage, they have no place to go. Well, the Red Cross and, and this effort will help give them a place to go. Yep. So you can go to redcross.org and get those tickets. You can go redcross.org slash redballphilly or you can go to presidentsteve.com. we got a link right to that that is available for you. Pierre Robert is here. Hey, man. Why, good day. Did you have a good weekend? I did. Awesome. Yeah. Happy um, to hear him. Graham Nash was over in Collingswood on Friday. Um, did you but, meet up with him at all? I, yeah, I went. I went cool. to that show. But I was torn because Bob Weir was at the Met. Oh. And Don was the amazing huh. producer, is in that band. Yeah. And I've gotten to know him a little bit. And then I, and then <clears throat> this young band, Nothing More, was at the Fillmore. And I'm going, oh, my oh. God, I'm so torn. So and, you did them all, didn't you? Well, I brought coffee to them all. <laughs> I started at 4 o'clock, uh, went to the Met, and uh, when... Uh, uh, Bob Weir and the group was doing a sound check. They took a break, and I gave coffee to um, to uh, Don was who had, who had had this Philly coffee. La Coloma goes, I have to have more of this, so um, I, I got him coffee. Then left, and then went a few blocks over and down and over and up uh, to the Fillmore, and uh, that's where Nothing More was playing. And it was about five five thirty then. And uh, I go in, and Johnny, the lead singer, who's always shirtless, although in the picture that's on Ryan's uh, web page, he's not shirtless. Um, but he, I don't think he's ever performed with a shirt on. Mm. Um, and if I had a chest like that, I would never go anywhere with a shirt on either. But be that as it may, um, so I'm I'm waiting. The band uh, remembered MMR, and so I'm hanging out with the coffee. And they go, Johnny's doing an interview. And then all of a sudden he goes, oh, he's done with the interview. And in comes Ryan Shuttleworth, who had done the inter- interview. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, it was really cool. So uh, we did a shot of scotch at 530 <laughs> in the afternoon, uh, passed the coffee on. Then I drove across the Blue Bridge after picking up a veggie burger and saw the Graham Nash show and brought him coffee. That is a, uh, that's a, that's a typical Pierre Robert uh, schedule. Yeah, that's a busy night right yeah, there, man. That's a busy night. And then, and then that- part two. Well, a Saturday night, Jason, uh, Jason Fayon, uh, his uh, family opened a little brew pub uh, in um, Glenside, not far Whoa. from the Keswick Theater. Okay, didn't uh, know that. Yeah, well, he's had this barbecue sauce called Bill's Best. Yes. for some time, and uh, they made it in this little, this little cool little house uh, on uh, Glenside Avenue, I think it is, and. Um, they just expanded and started brewing their own beer. So they have a little bar in there. So they make the barbecue sauce, and they've got a brew pub in there. They just Interesting. Open. That is excellent. Very cool. Right. So Marissa and I were there on Saturday night. So wow. it's a busy weekend. Yeah, very much so. All right, well, uh, can we squeeze a letter out of you? Squeeze. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. Be easy. <laughs> Brew beer. All right. That's letter number one. We got five altogether. Four tickets, by the way, to the Red Ball, Philadelphia's premier party. Benefiting the American Red Cross is back at Lincoln Financial Field Saturday, March 30th, featuring more than 30 restaurants, bars, and microbreweries, live music and dancing, games, a sports-themed silent auction, and much more. All funds raised support the Red Cross House, which is a center for families who suffered a disaster. And tickets and information at redcross.org slash redballphilly. So we'll give that away on Friday, the not-too-distant future. Uh, What's coming up on the show today? 
On the program, we will have a a celebration of this day, March 11th, which is the third month of the year. That's the three, and then today is 11. Oh, it's 311 day. It is. We played Amber earlier this morning. Yeah. I have um, a wicked live cover of um, a Led Zeppelin song that 311 did on the Festival Pier stage. Uh, that I will play in a block of 311 a little bit later on. Nice. They cover Led Zeppelin. You know, you wouldn't expect that necessarily. No, not for will. 311. Yeah, but they do this really cool reggae-ish, uh, you know, in that style of music that awesome. they play cover of Led Zeppelin. And they go into Amber, into this Zeppelin <laughs> song, and then come back out. And wow. uh, uh, it's very cool. So we'll do 311. We'll do Disturb. Uh, Pearl Jam's Jeff Ament had a birthday yesterday. We'll do a block of Pearl Jam and the vinyl cut. I love it. Thank you, Pierre. And let me thank our sponsors, Preston Seashore. Today, we brought to you by Winter Airport Parking. We'll be using that on Friday. Yeah. The fastest way in and out of Philly International. Also brought to you by Fred Beans. Shopping pre-owned is better at Fred Beans. Go to fredbeansused.com to find a better pre-owned vehicle. And also Armor Metals and Recycling for all of your metal and computer recycling needs. Uh, tomorrow, we got your chance to win a tattoo from us. It is Tattoos Day, so we'll get you the details on that. Uh, many other things in our prize bag to give away as well tomorrow. So that's it. We're done. Rage on and have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. What's up with this stupid-ass daylight savings time? Who wants to see the sun at 6 o'clock in the morning? Let it sleep till 7. Next message. 3, 11, 3, 3, 11. 11 and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.